just full send full send wherever you are i mean right here blur speed welcome hi thank you mish hi hi hello you're my native montana friend (laughs) your token i'm your token montanan (laughs) i am that for a lot of people exactly blur mentioned that today which i laughed i was like oh yeah because everybody else i've met here is not from here yeah you're of the earth here. I am from here. Mm-hmm. Super from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super from here. And this is also our first Bozeman podcast. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's perfect. Yeah. So we're in Montana. Recording. Yeah. With a Montanan. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte has been our token Montanan, you know, when we've recorded in Salt Lake, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. She won't say much, I hope today I know, maybe same. if she does then we'll just join her yeah yeah and we will all howl yeah together exactly fuck fuck here we are <laughs> exactly uh so did we we met formally on my birthday in 2020 is that true yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if i kept the card you gave me but you wrote in it something about let's go get arrested mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my guess is that that's a not infrequent in your life <laughs> <laughs> only when she was 14 well, yeah you know <laughs> i've tried to i've tried to move away from that <laughs> i'm I'm familiar. I, I turned 18 and really tried to move away from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, until then, you're pretty good to do whatever you want. Well, you know, you can be an outlaw without actually ending up in jail. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's only true in the Wild West here, yeah. as it were. I, I thought the IRS came for everybody eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't make any money, it's fine. Yeah. They okay. don't look at you. That was yeah. just Willie then. Okay. Yeah. 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 If you buy some cows, they'll assume that you have no money. So then you're pretty clear. Note to self, yeah. buy a cow. <laughs> yeah. Can we have one in the yard? Oh, I'm sure Monta- the HOA would love that. The HOA would love that, but it would actually add to the modern art installation exactly. I want to do in the front yard, which is paper mache a middle finger of my HOA notices. notices of which like, there are thousands. Uh, thousands. There's, a, there's a stack. There's a stack. Over there on the, yeah. 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 So now that RC yeah. is back into art. art and making cool stuff, he could make a middle finger on a hand out of some chicken wire and maybe uh, maybe make that happen. I think so. We just need to get a torch to come out of the middle finger. And uh, I think it's pretty much done. And mm-hmm. that'd be pretty... That'd be pretty My dad's bur- a that, plumber. We'll figure that out. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty Burning yeah. Man right there. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Just adding to the neighborhood. <laughs> Welcome. Just contributing. Hi. Hi. That's how we say hello exactly. on Fox Two, <laughs> which is like one block long. I know the street, which is amazing. Um, and as I've noticed, uh, I well when I when I came up here I, to visit and 
October of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I'd been here for about 15 years. Oh, wow. yeah. And I realized that uh, Gallatin Gateway is on the edge of town now instead of being out in the country. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, where this home is was in the suburbs. And now. Oh, was it then? Okay. Well, no, no, no. I have no. It was probably. Nothing. I think it was a farm. No, no, no. It was, it was farm no, Fifteen yeah. years ago, it was nothing. But I was going to say that, like, when the house was built, yeah, it was in the suburbs, sure. and now it's basically downtown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's I where you. I was headed yeah. with that. Yeah. Silly roundabout analogy, or whatever that was. Yeah. Things are growing, moving, mm. shaking. Things mm -hmm. are changing. And you're, <laughs> you've been here for it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a complicated thing. Everybody um, wants to talk to me about the growth of Bozeman because of... Well, let's just backtrack. Yeah. I'm a sixth-generation Bozeman kid. Yes, let's, let's start. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the place where I live has been in my family for six generations. And I will fully acknowledge that I am for sure not the first people to be there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, my great-grandma talks about... Um, there's a pasture that's still in our family on in Moffat Gulch and she talks about um natives still living up there when she was little mm -hmm. so it's um you know and my great grandma lived to be over 100 years old mm -hmm. so she had so much history oh, um yeah. and it's you know and then when it feels like it's so tangible for me yep. i think this is the other reason that um Blair and i are such sisters about this is cuz she always knew she was drawn to history and I didn't necessarily know that. Mm. I was just like living with it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It was it was all around you, yeah, all of the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like my table was my great 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 grandma's, and which is still... amazing. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of the things, and uh, I mean, for me, in the place that I own, whatever, yeah, um, in Salt Lake, that was mm -hmm. built in 1911, mm -hmm. like, okay, right. this is history, and mm -hmm. now I see all this fucking prefab shit going up, like, especially down around the nonprofit space, absolutely, um, where you know it's gentrification, but on an accelerated kind of level, and not cool necessarily. It's just boxy shit. Like, there'll never be a table in any one of those units in that building right. that is more than I don't know made last week right it's yeah. like it won't be older than i mean maybe there will but yeah well unless but, you know like a james ray in your life you, I, people I, don't build things I to know. last anymore yeah. so it's not even you know it's just not even available to people right so that's the other thing that it feels which is what you accept when your whole new culture is disposable you exactly. accept disposable housing and furniture and fucking well, throw norm, away everything it right? seems yeah yeah Sorry to get so uh, wrong. I don't know. <laughs> You're, yeah, but, no, yeah. But, um, but what an amazing thing to sit down at that table that was, yeah, great grandmother. Great, or great, great. great uh, yeah, or I don't great, even great. know how old that table is. And, I mean, how, um, when you say six, is that great, 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 great? Um, yeah, it must be, right? I don't know. I'm not the genealogy person in my family. Yeah. I have a cousin that is that has, she will map all of this out. She actually found our relatives from France and brought them over. Aww. It was so cute. They like came to Sourdough Canyon to Uncle That's John's awesome. house, my grandpa's brother. Mm. 
And one of the French people was like, thank you for wearing your authentic cowboy clothes to like one of my other relatives. And he was like, these are just my clothes. <laughs> this is just yeah. me. This is just this yeah. not, how this is I not look. a costume. This is me. Well, and I yeah. want to agree and appreciate the history and understand the planned obsolescence that is sold now. Right. Um, and also you can still do things differently than that. If you know people that are skilled in that arena or oh, you sure. become skilled in that arena. Yes. Right. And so, and it doesn't happen all at once, right? Like uh, this house, we didn't furnish it instantly with the cheapest furniture possible. I mean, we had like climbing you, you crash. Had camp chairs. Exactly. We had camp For chairs and climbing years. crash yeah. pads. Yeah forever and then we would slowly ask our friends who are incredible artisans or artists uh to make the furniture in the house and that's been a slow acquisition over time um so it can still happen it's just not the instant turnover yeah yeah right yeah and you and you have to be someone who recognizes the recognizes the value in yes that or yeah. who's that who's, slow who's, burn instead of the immediate yes yeah you know Mm-hmm. That yeah. gratification. We got uh, where they go, the immediate flat pack is what they call that. I think. <laughs> sure, yeah. But if you're from here, you need to drive and you need to get to IKEA. I mean, Salt Lake is the closest exactly. IKEA there it's is. Exactly, not even an option. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sadly, we were excited when Walmart came here. Yeah. And then it came. What do you mean, like, we? <laughs> just collectively. Well, yeah. you know, it was Bozeman. We were well, so was... small. We were like, oh my god, we have something now. Yeah. And then once Walmart comes in. There's a Costco, and as soon as Costco's in, there's a fucking Whole Foods. Well, there is a Whole Foods going in now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and also, I mean, that Costco doesn't feed Bozeman; it feeds the seven neighboring communities to who who come into town to do like a month, which is right. Is the growth and all of this stuff? Yeah, I'm like people will ask me how I feel about it, and I'm like, well, I mean, it's not being done intelligently. It feels like. It feels like development at any cost yes. and it's growth without thought, which is gross and not what needs to happen, especially in a magical valley yeah. where like the earth is literally magical. I mean, my grandpa was such a farmer um, and that was never my thing. I'm more a rancher. I like animals more than the farming. I like love to garden, but sitting in a tractor all day, not my jam, okay. but the dirt that we're building on is phenomenal yeah so it's yeah. i mean there it's very complex but i will say that all of my favorite people pretty much are transplants yeah for lack of a better term sure and and oh, travis yeah. had like a really beautiful um perspective on that which i was always learning from because he, and he was a montana native and he was like who am i to deny to have a great life i don't get to say who who gets, gets to come and yes yeah, exactly. of course not. yeah and one of the main frustrations, <laughs> but and, but and, <laughs> uh, it's like really upsetting. But it, this has happened over and over and over again in human history. Is that a bunch of misfits go and create this community, and there's artists, and there's people that work for things, and they build it themselves, and they make this really unique and beautiful space. And then the masses come and they eat it, and they bring what they they are running from, and. They don't honor because what they, is there. Because they don't know any different. They're like, oh, this is an attractive place. I would like to be in that place. Yep. But I'd also like to bring my shit with me and have my shit in the, new, in the place and not recognize... It's failing that, to pause and listen. That exactly. there are leaching fields yeah. for their shit yeah. that extend you know, b- beyond their personal footprint, let's yeah. say. Right. And, we, I mean, we were 
talking, I mean, talking with Bernie um, th- the other night about how he came, he first came here with Doug Coombs mm. in like the early 90s. Yeah. And then, you know, he's been here for sort of that long, mid, I can't remember, mid 90s, he finally moved. Um, and he just, like, yeah, th- things, have, things have changed and the old Bozeman ski culture and sort of the dirtbag kind of th- th- thing that used to exist. Yeah, still on the fringes. And you saw some of it when we went to the bomb snow office and yeah. that for his little pop up. And like, yeah, there's still the, you know, yeah, these little portions that aren't overrun yet. But we were kind of chuckling at how same, same everything. Like somebody sees something successful and they're just like, well, I'll just do that and I'll be equally as successful Mm -hmm. for less of a share of the pie. And so I was chuckling. I was like, well, what the fuck is a stone glacier? Because like you drive by that billboard on the, on the highway, they make clothes for the outdoors or whatever. And the, the most current billboard looks like a fucking Sitka ad. And I'm like, oh, so they're competing for you know, whatever slice of the bow hunting pie there is. And oh, then people obviously move here and they're like, well, right. I'm supposed to be a fucking hunter because now I live in Montana, right. you know, or I, I have my shit for well, people, shit perspective as a visitor also. Well, no, not at all. But I think that it's your perspective is on point. And also the, the thing that happens is that people want to bring the comforts that they liked from where they came from with them. And then like Blair is saying, that just kind of dilutes the essence of the place that you came to. Yes. yes. And, and it changes. And, and it changes. But, but I, and I think you also don't, you don't notice that your presence is one of the things that's causing, right. you know, or influencing that, that sure. change. And yet we've been doing it forever. I mean, this forever. is manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like, it's mind. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's a perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, instead of, Instead of pausing and listening to a space and letting it impact you and change you, it's the idea that I will push forward and bring me into this space. Uh, and and bring- if and if you as a person are cool, then that's cool. But <laughs> right. if you're a douchebag who wants a heated driveway, go fuck yourself. Move to the Yellowstone Club. <laughs> well, I mean that's an uh, option. Sorry, yeah. outside voice. Well, I mean it's also. I mean this is <clears throat> what I'm dealing with in my actual nuclear family right now is um i have an uncle that's he's realizing that this is not a place to do agriculture anymore because it is so busy i mean when we move our cows i had one lady that like stopped us and she was like she she, i was on my horse right doing my thing she rolls her window down and goes uh these cows should be going single file on the left hand side of the road up the road legitimate and like when i was a kid we would be on postcards like people would pull over on the interstate like as we're moving cows and take pictures do you remember the guy in the wagon that used to drive down main street yes yes exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. so it's just changed so much i'm not necessarily trying to blame him for for that sort of i mean what how do you respond Oh, to I res- input like that. I mean, no, I know how you respond. You know I'm just me. like trying a yeah. productive response would be like, why don't you tell them? <laughs> well, that the Forest Service also clearly- told us to retrain our cows when they were changing trails. So it's people just don't get it. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like me thinking that I know how to work out and then doing Mark's workouts and being like, oh, fuck, I know nothing. You know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. It's, everything is we, relative. We're yes. all learning. Yes. So yes. I try to give people okay. grace, but I also, you know, I'm quick to be like, go fucking fist yourself. I will tell that to anybody. Yes. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, it's, it's all both and always. Right. But so I have this uncle that is working to basically sell 
all of our and I, I acknowledge absolutely I like I understand that we are not the only ancestral people in this place but he's selling our ancestral lands basically so that he can ranch in a place east of here where it's it's just culturally what's happening there yeah right. so they haven't imploded yet yeah. um so big timber Exactly. That's exactly where he is. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You nailed it. So, as far as I recall about that, it's um, the air moves a lot out there. It's very windy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very windy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But so this has become, you know, within development and figuring out what to do with my life. And it's gone in so many different directions and has now come back to this place. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought I was going to go so many other places with music and medicine and all these other things. And now I'm here and it's become very clear that my duty is more to preserve whatever open space I can that's right here. Cause mm. it is such a special place. It is such, yeah. It's such a special place. Yeah. And you guys know you've been there. Um, and the thing is we have examples of how manifest destiny has played out in, other oh, cool absolutely. locations all But we're over. not learning. I mean, we're bouldering Bozeman. That's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Bouldering Bozeman or Boz, uh, Bozeman or same thing that happened in Austin. I mean, it just happens yeah. over and over and over again and, and lots of special places. Right. It's, I mean, I had to, you know, t- 20 years ago when I, well, let's see how long ago. No, 20, some five years ago, whatever. When I first came to, uh, or first moved at some point to the... Valley of the Big Smoke down there in Utah, there was this whole initiative to save our canyons, and now mm. the initiative is to pave our canyons right. and, like, hey, widen the fucking road or put a gondola or get, like, get more people up to the top more of... Trailheads, more trailheads. More trail... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, because there are more... There are more people. And and it it's really a shame that there's not, like... I mean, again, who am I to say who gets to go where? Absolutely. Um, and but a lot, but I have recognized, and I've recognized it in myself. And I was like, I'm here, and the fucking game is locked now, man, because I got here, and <laughs> fuck you, I got mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know is an impossible stance. I mean, you're Absolutely. you're yes. fucking Custer at that point. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And people and, give me that attitude all the time, and I don't feel like a landowner i i've always said this that i feel like we belong more to the land and that we should be honoring her just like all of blair's writing at stampede heart um you know this is we have to give offerings back and not just eat it all like blair would say um and and you're not wrong i mean there's just too many people i mean that's honestly like as a as a race on this planet like that's what's happening is there's just less and less space which is why it feels so important to preserve, even if my chunk gets smaller and smaller from my family's heritage, whatever I can do to make sure that it stays open and untouched so that there isn't a trail or there isn't, you know, and there's, I mean, Blair went on the hill every fucking day and hung out with this bear and just shot photography up there after Trav died. And you've been up there. That's where Catsby is resting. Yep. It's, um, and it's it's a it's a special thing to think about what do you do with the opportunity and it feels so daunting that it can be paralyzing because it's like it's such a big deal yeah and that's everybody's question is like what's your plan now yeah. 
like, oh, fuck, man. I don't know. Just to make sure it doesn't have development. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's huge. But that's all that it's all that we can do is the fact like, um, well, we can watch these things happening. And and of course, a, a feeling of frustration or loss occurs during that. And also, what type of world do we want to create? Because at the end of the day, that's in our hands individually and collectively and so what can you what kind of world do you want to create you want to create a world where your family's heritage and honoring this special place has been a part of it for so long and so you recognize that as your responsibility to carry that on um yeah which is like an educate um an educational process in in terms of sort of preserving the resource in a way and the other night at the at Blair's exhibition um I got a conversation uh, about um about climbing and climbing history and I ran into this kid um I say kid because he's mid-30s and he had grown up outside you know uh outside of Yosemite and spent a lot of time there and had uh this and, and because that's such a site of power in a historical place like mm-hmm. he's a climber who in his 30s has a really good knowledge of history and respect for the environment and for the resources is this matt? and pardon is this matt who is this uh oh, oh. kyle kyle gotcha yeah. yep. yes yep um no who was there with becky that's matt come on exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good sense of history hey, too but that's yeah, yeah. hey becky you know, we love you <laughs> exactly yeah. um and so just random conversation yeah. in this group of people right. and we started talking i was and, and my position is that like we've been really bad stewards mm. you know mm-hmm. and and certainly and it, it, of our history mm. because if more people understood the history and the, what has happened in the environment, in the land, then they come with sort of more respect and a lighter sort of footprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and what has happened with climbing, which is sort of an interesting thing. And as Boone once told me, he's like, hey, climbing is one of the only sports that's happening both in Brooklyn and on Mount Everest. Yeah. And I'm like... That's awesome. Okay, that's... <laughs> Those are different types of climbing, but uh, <laughs> um, but but still, yes. and 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 the the coming out of an urbanly developed um, activity, yeah. let's say, and then take and and then sure. people who come from climbing gyms and then go outside eventually without you know touring through some museums of some people who you know developed the clean climbing movement because right. in the fucking 60s and 70s they realized like hey we are uh utilizing this land for this recreational activity that we t- super love and we're also destroying it at the same time so yes. we should behave differently and that all happened um and then kind of went away uh because you know personal ambition trumped you know the existence of the environment and the power drill became more powerful than the powerful voice mm. um I also feel like anybody that has had the opportunity to learn in a climbing gym rather than hanging off of a top rope on polished rock and being like, what the fuck is this anyways? Yeah, exactly. You guys are all like, this is horrible. Uh, yeah. No, reach, like, That's amazing. How I learned. no oh, yeah. reach for the red hold. Yeah. Yeah. Literally like, okay. <laughs> climbing gyms are incredible. Like what a nice way to learn compared to the way I was introduced to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, there is... Well, absolutely, if they were setting up people to actually climb outside, but they're not setting people up to climb outside. They're setting up people to come in and have their parties at climbing gyms. They're not setting people up to be independent and know and have knowledge in the mountains. No. 
There's no yeah. now. They like maybe can do a figure eight to tie in. Yeah, maybe, but maybe. they're usually no, you know, just they left have, in. They have to because, but they could never tie in with Bolin. No, no, because and that's not taught in the rock gym. If you had to use gym, an ATC, right? no, you're not allowed to use load. Figure, or you can't a, use an ATC. God forbid any a figure eight no, or a yeah. backley plate or figuring out after you've dropped your figure eight how to use a number five tricam right. as your fucking belay device because you're halfway up a goddamn wall in the Himalayas. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, or just an O ring. You know, I mean, like, it, whatever you got. God, it works. Let's yeah, get down. I, I don't. I don't. I don't climb with a lot of O rings hanging off my harness. But why you don't have pack horses sometimes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just don't have that shit on your harness and your little. Yeah. Okay, I'll just throw that on there just no. in case. Yeah, I have, exactly. I have, I have Travis's helicopter ring. Yes. On my harness. I tried to take it off. I was like, "This is super heavy. We you don't want to carry training this. way, baby." And she was just like, "Do not fucking touch that." Yeah. Exactly. That is, stays on my harness. And when people like make fun of it in the mountains, I'm like, "Well, you don't let me even tell you, no. This is for. like ping pong." Uh, right after the accident we're over here like cleaning the house because like everybody's like we need something to do yeah we need to help some like yeah. what can we do yep. i'm like okay let's do this yeah christopher is cleaning the silverware drawer hilarious that My, is hilarious it's, it's hilarious it's hilarious that that's what was happening yeah i don't remember what the fuck i was doing i'm sure i was polishing something you know yeah. my mom comes downstairs and she goes oh my god you guys I almost fucking washed the sheets. Oh, you don't do that. <laughs> exactly. No, oh, yeah. Note note to yes. communities. If someone dies, don't clean anything right away. Don't throw anything <laughs> yeah. away. Don't move anything. Yeah. Yeah. Do nothing. Should, should we just go there right yeah, now? Is that it. what I mean, we're doing? We're, we're segueing. You, yeah. Let's, wait. Let's, you let's, went there. I did go there. I'm sorry. Ping pong. Ping, Ping pong. pong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can I just say in a deeper voice, all caps? Ping pong. <laughs> Ping pong. Okay, okay. You can, Where we the can, fuck we did we come up with that? You Running? did. I don't know. You did, and Mark and I were like, yes. yes. Yeah. Ping pong, I need to switch subjects. Yes. <laughs> it's Go just for easy it. transition. It so, is. So here's, in grief... Okay, number one, we'll go, we'll go there about how people will judge your grief. Oh, yeah. But I think that um, Allie was the one that found these articles... Mm. Allie and Alicia both found like yeah yep, totally. I don't remember if it was Alicia or Allie yep. but I remember that because we were like what the fuck do we do because I still flash back to the moment that we found out the trap was gone and um like all the time and it still is so disbelievable for me oh of course it's not unbelievable but it's disbelievable because yeah. it just like like when Trav was missing when Jorge told me I was like it was impossible for me that Trav would die in the mountains because Trav saved in the mountains. Saved everybody in the mountains. And that was our, like, always. I was mm. like, that will, is what will happen, is if anything happens, Trav and Joey and Jorge will, like, get me. Yeah. You know, and, like, that was, like, what was going to happen. So it wasn't even a possibility in my mind. But I think it was for everybody else. Like, Jorge contacted me. I was in a yoga class, and he was like, get to Blair. Trav is missing. So this is the text message that I get. And I, um, 
come to the house. I'm driving 90 miles an hour past somebody on the shoulder on the interstate while flipping them off because I'm getting to my girl. It's Montana. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get arrested that day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you did, just bring them here. Exactly. Know? Oh, yeah. that was my plan. I yeah. was like, uh, you know me anyways. Like, you you know what's happening right now. Come with me. You probably have better intel. Let's do this. And uh, <laughs> lights and sirens, motherfucker. Exactly. Please. Exactly. Please. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go 120 instead of 90. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. It probably was by the time I ended up yeah. here. But then, like, literally while we're waiting, that was not a possibility. And I had to have Jorge be very clear in his text. He said, um, they found him. And and, that, and then we waited. Yep. And then he said, I'm sorry, babe, in his text. And I was like, is he okay? And he said, no. And I said, is he gone? Or, or I said, is he okay? And he said, no. And I said, is he alive? And he said, he's gone. And then I lost it. And then Blair died. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it felt like forever till somebody got here. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's the worst moment that I think I've ever experienced. And I watched my grandpa like coding. I've seen other people die. I've had, I've had loss from the time I was like five years old. My cousin drowned in Ennis Lake. Yeah. And so I've experienced a lot of really close, intimate, unexpected loss Mm -hmm. where it was people that were young and healthy and strong. And Trav's death impacted me bigger than most all of them. Yeah. And I think it was because it just didn't seem like it was possible for him to go now, that now way. Now the world is upside down. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we like enter the stage of grief where we didn't know what to do for Blair like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, who should I call? What should I do? It's not a fucking owner's manual. There's not. No. I mean, and it's are... so different for everybody. And and you there you can't, there is not the right thing to do because the right thing to do is a resurrection. And none of us can do that, <laughs> even though I fucking love Harry Potter so much. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that capability. So it's... um. So you, when after three days and nothing happened, you weren't surprised? What do you mean? He didn't come oh, back. Oh, I get it. Three days. I love you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, heathen here. I'm like, oh, yeah, Christianity. That's the thing. <laughs> Allegedly. I kind of consider like if you move a fucking rock, you're a pagan. But whatever. I love you. Um, yeah. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to call. God. Because like Christopher and Allison were up in Whitefish for this like music festival. Yep. So Alicia came and then we were like, okay, here we are team. And so from there we have this thing where it's, how do you be there for someone who like Blair died when Trav died? So how do you be there for someone that's literally out of body? How do you be there for someone that is experiencing something that you can't believe either? And like, what do you do in these moments? And it's impossible. It's an impossible thing to survive. And yet here we are. I know. Somehow. Here we are. Yeah. I mean, the beautiful something that I realized the other night at your show was, well, this wouldn't have happened. These people would not have been affected. Mm -hmm. If you had just decided, well, fuck it. He's gone. Then I'm gone. And which would have been a completely rational choice, in my opinion, agreed, you know, stay alive for Charlotte and Catsby. Yes. Um, 
But nothing else. But no judgment for people that can't be. Oh, God, no. Understand it so much. Oh, absolutely no judgment. No guidance. No, there is, yes, life is sacred, but it's it's also yours. Yeah. It's not owned, you know, and you may choose if, you know, yeah, give me, at least give some people a chance to have a conversation with you before you (laughs) check out and plan it properly. So, you know, no mess. Because, you know, you don't want your friends to have to clean up. But thank God, I mean, I'll just say. Thank God Blair's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you. For, for my life and. For yeah, so many people's For lives. so many people. And this is and we and got her sharing. And so many yes. of them the other, mm-hmm. the other night. Yep. Absolutely. It's. Uh, thank you. Well. Yeah, but it's um, when the person that you love that you cannot live without dies. And that's different for people. They lose someone that they cannot live without and it's their daughter or their son or their partner or their best friend or their grandpa. It is a nuclear bomb that goes off within you and around you. And there is no knowing, and yet there's all the knowing, right? Like you just have to listen to that heart and that gut and the whole process. And, uh, and I mean, my, pl- I mean, like, yeah, Mish was here and we were here for, I mean, hallelujah, I missed the first call because I was editing pictures that came through and it was from someone that I did not want to receive the call from. Yeah. And then Mish called me right away and I was like, hey girl, hey, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I call her and go, where are you right now? And I go, hey girl. <laughs> and then I was like, oh fuck. She's like, I'm at home. Uh, Hi, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> and then Mish was over here. And oh, then- also, <laughs> yeah. I was practicing with Kristen and this practice, this yoga practice, yeah. I cried the whole time. Yeah, of course. I was in there. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yes. And uh, and it's a bomb that goes off and you just have to listen the whole time. And yeah. sometimes you're in body and sometimes you're out of body. I mean, that's what you said was like, I need him. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And, uh, and my immediate survival was based on taking care of my pets. Yeah. Like my immediate survival was on long-term suicide. I mean, that was my plan. You know, this person that I can't live without is gone, but I'm going to do what has to be done, which means taking care of my dog who was rushed to the emergency room that same day and taking care of my 21 year old cat at the time. And also I was like, I am not going to let my husband who spent his life working hard and taking care of others. I am not going to let this time that we spent separate of him working go to the state or get lost. So I'm going to handle all of this paperwork that needs to happen. And that's the biggest, that's the, that's as far as I'm committing to this life. Mm -hmm. But if you commit a little bit further out onto the horizon, and I'm not being like just optimist here. I mean, it's dark queen for years. Uh, if you commit a little bit onto the horizon to your family, and at that point it was Charlotte and Catsby in the immediate, it gets you a little bit further out there. <laughs> you just commit right. a little bit further out on that horizon and you just keep taking these steps. 
And for the people that are around you, we found these resources. Yes. And this is what, I mean, this is part of what Blair's work has been now is like sharing her experience through all of this so that we can all understand and learn because since Travis died, we've had so much more tragedy in our circle, you know, and so much heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like number one, that we've learned is do not fucking talk about the future. <laughs> to them. Like that is that if you say that it's literally like, okay. I mean, we can laugh because we all know, yeah. but like in the immediate people don't know what to say and they want to say something because people are uncomfortable with silence, you know? Yep. And, and they're uncomfortable with their own, not knowing what to do. Exactly. Like, like, because like there's like, the unknowing is uncomfortable. Not so. knowing what to do. And also, not know i mean all of us there's we, nothing to do we don't know a lot of a lot of things and, yeah. and we are learning micro step by earth micro school. step earth school and and sometimes you have these profound experiences and you're ripped open and you expand in such a tr- dramatic and traumatic way mm-hmm. but not everyone has experienced that yet and no. so they so these people you once stood next to, now you've experienced this and you've been ripped open so far, you don't stand so close to them anymore. And it's not a better or worse. You don't, you, you just can't. You just can't. Yeah. 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 So don't and, talk about the future. Yeah. And also, I think one of the, one of the difficulties that most people have is they've, they've never truly, conf- they've never confronted their own true feelings and tried to mm. express something about it. And Absolutely. To, and to, and to, to say it. So, it's like, oh, but in the sunny sunset day somewhere in the future, we'll all go to the lake, you know, or, you know, but, but they're just trying to find the words that they don't have because they've never had to, been, had to, it's like or a been storm able to speak inside them. and they don't have words for it. So and, they're like, well, so let's we, talk about it someday. And you're like, no. So we trip and fall and we yep. fuck up mm-hmm. and, and, and then, yeah, slowly we sort of learn and for fuck's sake, this came up, <laughs> um, <laughs> talking with yet another of the people upon whom you have Blair had a really huge impact. Um, and we were talking about like men's inability to tell other men that they care about them. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think maybe, and it's not an egotistical thing at all, but I think maybe I've started this movement in the climate community because I wrote mm. these essays about like these incredibly tragic losses mm. that were almost too almost always preceded by a lack of of like and looking uh, a lack of telling the person who right. died that you cared about them that you loved them yes. that like thank you for holding me when i fell that you know like yeah. all of the experiences that we shared and never have never said it and then trying to mm-hmm. like Okay, I want to make it a practice in my life to say it oh, so yeah. that the Tell last com- you love them, yeah. you know, because yeah. I don't be want weird. it to yeah. be the last conversation that I had with that person to not be the one where I told him I loved him. Mm-hmm. I- oh yeah, I agree so much with that, and also, I mean, I what you wrote to me at some point, you said the only connections I regret are the ones I didn't make. Mm-hmm. And and how true could that be? And and whether it's a, a totality of loss and the fact that you never reached out to this person that that could have had a profound impact or had a big giant heart or saw things in a certain way, or you didn't reach the depth of the relationship because of insecurities mm-hmm. or 
or not understanding that the patterns that we have are actually patterns and not reality, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, God. It took, I'm raised by cowboys here. It took me so long to even be able to feel and yeah. know what that was, you know? It's like you talk about, like, somebody teaching you about land preservation and caring. Like, my grandpa would, like, I would, I have, like, joked about this with Blair because we'll be running yeah. and I'll see mountain goats and be like, look at that. Or I'll see whatever. And she's like, God, you have a good eye. I'm like, yeah. My grandpa was constantly yep. being like, look at that hawk. And I was always like, yeah, I see the hawk, Grampy. Like, <laughs> down, you know? Yeah. But like he was training me to see that. That was teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's so in me in the same way that you're teaching people to like, hey, you got to touch that thing that you're scared of. Mm-hmm. Like that's your heart. That's mm-hmm. your feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it can feel like when that dam breaks, it's going to overwhelm you. It won't. Maybe it will for a minute. It, but it, then you think about, like, put it in context, and you're just like, I'm afraid to say the thing that I feel to the person who's in front of right. me. I'm like, uh, exactly. you should actually not be afraid of that. Cause, right. Because saying it won't fucking kill you. Yes. But not saying, not it. saying it might. Yes. It feels laughable eventually. when you're on the other side of it. Yeah. But when you're in it, oh. so much understanding. Right? So like Blair's saying with Earth School and, like, giving people grace and understanding mm-hmm. that, like... We are all in different places with all of this. Yes. So that's why it is so much everybody's responsibility to share their learnings the way that Blair has and the way that Blair has impacted so many people around grief and around processing loss and everybody will thank her for sharing her thing and she's like, what the fuck else would I do? <laughs> like, it's obvious, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Um, but it's huge and it's such a gift. Thank you absolutely yeah yeah but so learning like okay we've learned do not talk about the future yeah the other thing that people would do with blair was tell her that she like looked prettier that her hair looked good and i was like i do not give a fuck what this soul pod looks like <laughs> exactly. because it is hell inside gonna, okay and if you can't yeah, see the hell cool. inside you, you can't see good? Me. i'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking shave my head mm-hmm. well no <laughs> it doesn't matter no i mean her hair is yeah no we can't do that exactly. but like it just doesn't matter it made me feel more and like i more alone i felt more alone because because i was in so much pain and if you are having difficulty seeing that and then you tell me how beautiful I am, I feel more alone because how the fuck can I look beautiful if I'm in this much pain? Yeah. And I would much rather you acknowledge the pain that I'm in than that this soul pod looks a certain way. And to know that you don't have to say anything. Yeah, you don't. Because sometimes yeah. there's nothing to say. Yeah. No, just be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, I brought and, her coffee the yeah. morning after. Yeah. And Blair like opens the bathroom door and just like immediately implodes again, of course. Yeah. Because it's like, this is the first morning without Travis in this realm. Yeah. yeah. Like, there is nothing to say, and you don't have to say anything. Mm-mm. Just be there. Yep. A hundred percent. And that will save, that can save people. Yeah. 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 And even in less extreme circumstances, oftentimes Excellent. the best thing is to to be present and say fucking nothing. Oh, <laughs> man. Of course, I was reading like Terry Tempest Williams today. When Women Were Birds, which is like one of my favorite books. And she says in it, like in some culture, silence can be a lion's roar, you know, yeah. which is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that, you know, obviously or recently happened um, with Aaron and Michael's daughter dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
we were sitting in the office one day afterwards and Blair's sharing some of these lessons that we're even talking mm -hmm. about right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, now I know why. Why we know her. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because very... she's been down this road. She's navigated this in a beautiful and a graceful way. And I think, you know, both of them, uh, I mean, they are navigating in a similar way. Oh, yeah. I mean, but. Beautifully and brutally. And sharing it, and you know, they're and, not, and exactly. they're, it's not, they're nothing to hide. Nope. Here it is. Yep. Like that's I our, mean, oh my know. God. So this is yeah, like God, just <laughs> ping ponging into my mind. But like part of the responsibility after somebody dies is you have to handle all their shit. And like, there's just so much shit to handle. Mm. And so one thing was I needed to like sell some of Travis's work equipment and his motorcycles and so, I mean, and you're like drowning and everything. And in the state of Montana, unfortunately, if you die without children, if you're married and you die without children, 40% um, of all your assets can be taken from you without a will. This is fucking bullshit. And become the property of the state. Not the state. No. Um, it can go back to the family, but you have to go through all of the, the paperwork. The, the uh, the the, the, the blood family, family yes. of the deceased. Exactly. And, okay. and we discovered yeah. that this was from the homestead. Times. This is from the homestead. This is a law from 1864. Yeah. Still on the books. Still on the books. I, uh, don't quote me on 1864, I mean, but can, 1860s. You can actually, I mean, there are, there are rules in France where you cut down one of the king's trees, you can have your fucking head cut off. That's still, cool. You know? That's great. Exactly. That's we're, like a we're little really older out for than humans. the 1800s, yeah. you know? But. Yeah. We really love and care about each other. Yeah. We yeah. look out for each other in their hardest times of lives. We don't try to profit off of it. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like... Uh, well, in newspapers, certainly don't. The And in my case, the depth of love that Travis's family has for me, not only carried me through that difficult part of the state, but have carried me through so much of this experience. And like, and I said this on a podcast before that I loved them before, but now it is completely different, the love that I have for them. And now I'm able to see through this learning, they are my family. And because of them, I was able to navigate this really difficult part of the situation. I don't even know if I'll remember where we were going with all of this. Uh, well, I mean, forward. the other thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, forward. But I mean, so yes, the Swansons are, yeah, out of this world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but as yes. far as like being there for somebody that's lost someone, right? So like, no talk about future, yeah. how they look. Yeah. Yeah. And then also if they, if like match their mood, like if they want to go dark, like there was the night that you and Alicia drank all the white claws on the back porch. One of the which worst was decisions horrible. ever, yeah. but also needed to happen. But needed and to happen. she hung with me, man. Dark humor. Yeah. I mean, dark queens. But you can't, and, and the the beautiful, like dark queen squad or whatever. I like, I saw something when I was cleaning the kitchen the other day. There was yeah. some, I don't know if it was a card or some, <laughs> something. Yeah. I, I, I'm just like, holy this is and you ha yeah you have to mirror you have to be willing and yeah. you, and and um and and to you know in some way and you say dark humor and i'm just like 
there's no other way through for a human being sometimes. Oh, it's, it's like it just there can't is. be like down, 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 down. It can't be. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you don't, come, you don't come out of that. And so there has to be some, you know, I mean, in the climate community, we would say gallows humor, but dark humor, same fucking right, thing. Yeah. And just like. Oh my like, God, I remembered where I was going. I'm sorry. Fucking God, Blair Thank Speed. you for Jesus. that. Oh, well, but also, oh. are you talking about taking a break and being No, silly? I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going no, but, back. Yeah, go back, and then we'll have to talk about that. I'm going back to all the paperwork. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah. how one of my responsibilities was selling some of Travis's stuff. Yes. Well, and so I'm at the DMV. Okay, we're talking about people not acknowledging things. So I'm at the DMV. And they're like, you know, number 69 or whatever. And I'm like, ah, hey, dark queen walking up. And they're like, and she's like, hi, what can I help you with? And I go, hi, my husband died. I'm selling his motorcycle. And the lady at the DMV like looked up at me like absolutely <gasps> terrified. She just like runs away. She like looked at me and she goes, oh, darling, you're too young for that. And I grabbed the counter and I leaned over and I got a couple inches from her and I went, it's coming for us all. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the DMV office like steps away from me. Yeah, you know, okay, give that some space. I let her sell the uh, motorcycle. And, exactly. Uh, let's all get back to our totally trivial day. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to register my new Audi. But yeah. I just got one. I moved here. Exactly. No, Watch no, out wanna, for the ginger. I want to change my California plates. <laughs> Yeah. So people yeah, you don't do. flip me off on the fucking highway. Seriously. All the time. Yeah. So I don't know what you mean about being direct. Yeah. 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 But I think you should also share yeah. about discovering about taking a break from being sad. Oh yeah. And so this was this is another part of the grief thing, right? So number one, yeah. let's just recap. Yeah. Bring it in, team. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> we do not talk about the future when somebody has just experienced loss. We do not tell them that they're attractive. Okay, rule they number one, fuck about do not talk about Fight Club or the future. Or the future. <laughs> Which is going to be Fight thing, Club, but What people it. who haven't lost don't realize is that your person's still dead in the future. Right. And that sucks more than anything. Yeah. Um, but taking a break from sadness, honestly, it was my veterinarian that really helped me with this. Um, Lonnie, who's just a godsend. She's a fucking angel on this earth. And uh, and and Travis, Travis died. And also Charlotte was so incredibly sick. And she, I mean, she was in and out of the hospital for weeks. So long. So long. Yeah. Um, it was really horrible. And Lonnie personally would watch her for me, who's my veterinarian. And then I would have to keep bringing Charlotte in because Charlotte was depressed and she was really sad and she'd lost her dad. And not only had she lost her dad, she, her mom was in this liminal space of extraordinary sadness. And Lonnie said to me, she's like, listen, like, I know you're sad. I'm not asking you to not be sad. But every once in a while, I just need you to pretend with Charlotte. So Charlotte knows that things are okay. And so she'd be like, I just need you to pick a couple minutes every single day and like play with Charlotte a little and bit smile. and smile and like be in it. Like just fucking pretend that you're okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and as time went on, yep. you that the, the breaks from sadness will get longer. Yep, right. Totally. So like we would meet for a run yep. so... or yoga or something. And Blair would be like, I'm taking a break from being sad today. Yeah. So let's go do some things. So yeah. fake it until you can take it. <laughs> 
take it. Well, I was taking it. I was taking a break from taking it, you know, yeah. so I could take it longer, aka for eternity. Forever. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Shut my mouth now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that can take us easily into pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah. So six months after. Trav died. We entered a global pandemic. Okay. That was cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call time out on that. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, Mark. Because yeah, two months after Trav died, the Dark Queens rolled on down to Salt Lake yeah. and Shit. delivered Blair to my was, front door. Was, time is so weird. Time also, is... that's the other thing when you're in grief. Oh yeah. Well, oh yes. What is time? Even, even now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess we're all in. Some sort of grief, exactly. but still time. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's so, it's our perception of time is so small, or maybe it's too big. Like, we yeah. actually think it's something, you know? Yeah. Or we think it's something that it's not. Time is an incredibly strange friend and well, it's, not well, it's, friend. An incre- it's an incredibly strange measurement yes exactly. because as we were talking about mm, today like if that. something lasts this long it has value but if it only lasts this long it has less value yes exactly which is Th- fucking ridiculous this is like um so mark and i were talking earlier today and i was like yeah you know like how because when when people have no when they can't touch their own feelings and uh, and we unconsciously or consciously teach people not to touch their feelings. And so when people can't touch their feelings, they try to equate things with numbers. And so they use numbers all of the time to give things value or to disvalue things. Or or as an abstract through which they can relate to the world in a way like, okay, this doesn't affect me. This is like a, right. That doesn't, uh, I don't feel that. I don't feel that, but it, but I can still identify it and share it or talk about it with somebody else. And so my example that I gave that when we were talking about this, I was like, yeah, like when someone dies and then someone's like, well, how long did you know them? Or how long were you together? And I'm like, go <laughs> fuck yourself. If that's like your question, like if, if you met the person that you love in this world and you were with them, who, uh, I don't even want to give it a time. It doesn't matter the amount of time. But yeah. if you met that person and they are a part of your life and you love them and they love you and you lose them, it is a total loss. And that deserves its place here you know and and the number doesn't mean anything no and yet we assign greater meaning oh my god you were yeah i'm like you were married for 20 years and like yeah i was sick of that motherfucker thank god he's gone or (laughs) she's gone or whatever but but the idea of the weight being given and what I was talking about, like how when the border shut down between the U.S. and Canada during COVID, mm-hmm. we'll get to the COVID, I'm going to try and draw us to the COVID thing. Um, but <laughs> of course the, you are. But uh, it, I know. Hey, whoa. <laughs> I know. It's been this, It's been one of the most lame things in my life. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but when the, sh- the border shut down, they were like, yeah, people who have are, who are in a relationship but not legally oh, in yes. a relationship, oh, you can yeah. come across the border if you've been together and you can prove it to the authorities if you've been together for longer than a year. Yeah. But if you've only been together nine months, you don't get to tr- cross the border to see that person. I'm like, you arbitrary, rule-making, stupid, useless motherfuckers. I hope a truck... A freedom truck runs over your sorry ass. 
that's my outside voice and I'm consciously using it. But the, the idea that like, oh, the, the, the relationship that's only six months long is less valuable than the one that's a year long or you don't three know. years long yeah. or whatever. Nobody knows And something. especially and the government to, doesn't know. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right? What yeah. does the government know? <laughs> I don't know. Apart from all of your shit. <laughs> Except for where my iPhone is. Yeah, it knows where my iPhone is. Exactly. Sure. It knows that sometimes well, I listen you're to dark... a podcast in the shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whoa. Sees me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, happily, your dark queens <laughs> knew where your iPhone was because they wanted to like, tr- like have yeah. an idea of like, is she on top of a Tracking cliff Blair. about to oh, yeah. do so, something? When we came to <laughs> Salt Lake is she, City. Is she on top of the cliff like having a barbecue or is she on top of the cliff thinking about something else? Like, <laughs> or like you know. at, I had a party and Blair's up, up on the hill and somebody's By like, myself. where's Blair? And I was like, she's on the hill with a bear. And they're yeah. like, what? I'm like, yeah, we have a bear up there. She's hanging out with them. It's fine. <laughs> 100% true. I like lived on Misha's hill for like, a lot of time, especially full moons, I would just go up there and I'd hang out by myself and Trav. And sometimes there'd be ravens up there flying just a couple feet above my head. Sometimes the bear would come visit me. It was absolutely incredible. So this party, I'm like, all right, I can be around some humans. Let's see how this goes. I arrive at the party and I'm like, I'm going up on the hill, man. Yeah. She was immediately like, no, yeah. never mind. Me, she's like, I kind of figured. Yeah. So I go up and I hang out on the hill. I see my bear. I'm like, shit, yeah. Then I come down to the party and I'm like, so do you guys see that like white ring around the sky occasionally? And everyone's like, no. I'm like, Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I'm going to go home now. Cool, cool, cool. Nice to see everyone. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes when I'm connecting with the spiritual world, I see a white ring in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Or a golden orb, you know, or an orange one, you know. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Misha and I are, like, running, I don't know when this is, half a year ago, a year ago, whatever. time, as previously discussed. So Misha's like, let's get out of Bozeman. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we go to a place, you know, 45 minutes from here, an hour from here. Mm -hmm. We go for a run and we're like running out on these trails and it's me, Charlotte, and I. And it's like obviously mystical and beautiful and absolutely amazing. And then I like look up and I see this orange orb up in the trees. I'm like, oh, fucking course. And I like, we're running along and I'm like, hey, Mish, do you see that orb? And she's like, right over there. And I was like, oh my God, yes. I'm like, you can see it? She's like, yeah, orange orb right there. I'm like, ah. Yes. <laughs> Called the sun. No. No, no, no. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm no not at all. It was, you can't, it's ethereal. You can't explain it. Yes, it's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was magic. Though. And when you try to explain it, some asshole makes a joke about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And steals the moment. <laughs> Somebody twites you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's like, hey, get your feet back on the ground. It's the fucking sun. No, man, lift those feet off. Left foot up, right foot off. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Levitating? Yeah. And if you just levitate so I can smudge beneath your feet, that'd be cool. Exactly. No problem. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. COVID running. Let's oh. talk about us and sport and being. I mean, so talk- so it happened. So anyway, the, I'm just going to go to the dark. The dark queens are like, oh, yes. like road trip Salt Lake. Dark queens. Thank um, you, Mark. Blair gets delivered to the door. We meet in person for the first time. Maybe we talked about that in, no, the pod, in wait, our podcast. Maybe well, not. No, I don't we know. didn't enough. But well, no, that's not true. It was perfect how it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's episode one fifty four. If anybody wants to go back and check that shit out, thank you. So good. And so, Mark is a beautiful writer, and he writes in a way that people can. Well, he's putting his face against Charlotte and rubbing his microphone right now. Right on her fur, and that's what you heard. She's, yeah. she's a, exactly. Okay. 
Mark is a wonderful writer. I like writing as well. And we connected through... Blair is a wonderful writer. And we connected through written word. And so when, when he invited me down to Salt Lake City, I was like, of course. Like, I want to go and be around these people and talk to these people. Like, anyone that can hold love and death in the same hand is who I want to be around. And my dark queens, and and I speak of this, and, and I don't know if I'll ever exactly have the right words for it because, because you can't know what you haven't experienced, which I will say over and over and over again. But it truly is the women of my life that saved me. And the strength of a woman is so... It is, it is exactly what Terry Tempest Williams is talking about, that silence can be a lion's roar because a woman doesn't often shout about her strength, but she arrives in the darkest moments and she supports the people around her and she does what has to be done. And that's what the women in my life did. And so my dark queens, Misha, Alicia, and Kelly took this journey with me, jumped in the fucking big bitch truck, three quarter ton truck mega cab that I was driving because it was Travis's and that truck was a piece of shit I mean I love that truck so much that truck was breaking down all the time I'm about to say someone else is not loving it as much right now (laughs) I sold it to a dealership so it's their problem now exactly yeah Yeah. um but we were in the big bitch truck and we drove down to Salt Lake City and we got to have a really incredible experience together. And so, yeah, Mish brought me up to the nonprofit event center and she looked up at D, Dalila. At, at Dalila. <laughs> she said, Take care of our girl. Yeah. Or. Dalila's like already tears in her eyes. Yeah, I'm like, Dalila's, You be careful with her. Yeah, exactly. Dalila's crying. Like, I was like a Jack Russell, like being like, <laughs> well, one, we arrive in Salt Lake City. Like, I don't know. I drove like 120 down there yeah. or something. I was like, Playing I got it. Red Bull, yes. eating candy. Blabbers. Oh my god! So I'm half Travis. So are, the, yeah. are the plates on the truck expired? expired? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty close to after the accident. So Travis probably okay. had it registered well, at that point. Okay, still. If yeah. it had been my own truck on its own, definitely not. Decidedly not. Yeah. yeah. And so we get down there and we get to the hotel that we're staying at. And we're about to check into this hotel. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. I forgot about this. And I open up my wallet and some creeper who works there like scooches in, you know. And he's like, and I have these stickers for Travis's memorial because Travis's memorial was burned the fucking boat, which Travis very much connected with Viking mythology. And the idea behind burn the fucking boat is like commit commit to your life like commit to what you wish and to what you desire and don't just bitch about things if you want to create it then move forward and make it happen so when you land on new land don't keep the boat to go back to what you had fucking burn it and commit and so that was what his memorial was called and so I have these stickers that say burn the fucking boat on it and it's like and so I open it and this guy's like eh, what's the boat thing about and I like Look at him and I go, my husband died two months ago and that's for his memorial. Do you have any other questions? Also, my truck is parked in 15 minute parking. I'm going to keep it there for the weekend. That's not a problem, is it? <laughs> well, also because the big bitch wouldn't fit in the parking garage. Yeah, the big bitch doesn't yeah. fit in the parking garage. Yeah. And so, and the guy at the front desk was like, no problem at all, ma'am. I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> he was terrified. He was like. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. So this is our arrival. Because if Salt you have Lake a problem City. with me. 
I have backup. I'm like, look at that. These ladies are going to tear your throat out. It'll be, uh, it'll be cute. It'll be, it'll be on the news. <laughs> it'll be cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 15 minute parking for the weekend. Yeah. I'm like, I'm parking there for the weekend. That's yeah. not a problem. No, nope, nope. It sure isn't. It wasn't. No problem. We're, we're at the double tree. Sometimes I miss being that person. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah. yeah, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not really, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, we spent the day, you, me, you, and Kelly and Alicia dropped her off into our our care. We had. Are we going to talk about what I did? Uh, well, I'm, yes, I'm, there I was some two day. There was enough. I don't, I'll say there was some day drinking. The dark queens earned day drinking. Yeah, they needed a little release. And uh, I, I, I know that happened. Uh, and maybe two days worth of drinking happened in a single day. I don't know. But since we've met, I'm thinking it might be a possibility. Uh, Once, what is time again? Yeah. yeah ex- <laughs> see, exactly. Why measure? Yeah. You know, I can still walk. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> And we shared a wonderful, I don't know, hours, whatever, we time, doesn't matter. That was, well, I'll never be the same. Mm. And the and part of it is like you left that night after the whole, you know, we had, I mean, you changed our process as a, quote, company group tribe forever by, I... being, by being present and then stayed dinner etc and then disappeared and i thought oh well i'll see her tomorrow i was like did mark fucking dwight drive you back to the hotel because he should have no but he did walk me out <laughs> to the busy. uber okay. to make sure i was safe <laughs> to make sure that you were safe exactly well and, and 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 i appreciate you you communicating that again like can we tell people how much they mean to us mm. and i didn't realize i didn't realize i was having this like profound impact on people I, I was just being me in my experience that I was having and the words that you have shared since then and the words that Michael has shared since then I now understand uh more of the connection that was happening at that time and I could feel the connection to you all personally but I didn't understand as you talk about um the totality of the of the changes within the group or within in structuring things that was happening then i just arrived oh, and thought the fucking ginger bomb arrived and like changed <laughs> yeah. the lives of everyone who was there and present for that for those hours for that time and then everybody who has been changed by every by whatever we've done in the wake of that of the change that happened to us mm. by way of you coming and being you. Thank you. It's really beautiful. It was incredibly powerful. And, and um, also I believe that that is our responsibility as humans and that we each have that ability to impact one another by being honest about our human experience and being vulnerable in the love and the loss that we experience in our lives. And I don't think that is anything special that I hold. Granted, fortunately, for some reason, I've been given a gift of words and can use that as a way of expressing it. But there are many other ways of expressing and connecting with others that people have. And that when we open up to that, 
whether it's in sharing or in receiving, those connections can be made and held and honored. I'm going to quickly, I'm going to go like, number one, go for it. the gift of words yeah. that you have, that's gift all caps, because if you fucking know your way around the typed and written word. In English. <laughs> I ain't got no other languages. It doesn't. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Thank you. It doesn't matter. You write and, you know, people have to sit down on the floor. And the next thing, what you were just talking about there, um, <laughs> is you know we talk we talk a, a, about love and loss. Yes, and we place so much emphasis on the communication about loss, mm. and yet we should yes. even without the loss, we should be able to place the same type of emphasis and the same sensitivity with our communication about love. I love that. And I think we focus because we're, I don't know, we weren't maybe born this way, but then we naturally, because the world had its way with us, um, we naturally became darker people. And so we focus on the loss. And I, I am, you know, culpable of well, and, that. And love like, is messy. I focus. Love is not... I mean, that's the other reason. But, that's which easy. is why it's we should talk about just, it. It's exactly. Like, absolutely. But it's easy to go dark, go lost. <laughs> Because love is like, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to dictate how it like webs out. But what the fuck? Loss is also hard to talk about because suddenly someone goes, well, how long did you know them? You know, or some stupid shit. Oh, well, shit you like just that. say, suck my dick at that point. And it's like my move. I mean, That's what I do. Which I've always wondered about me. <laughs> Whenever you say that, I'm just like, wait, really? <laughs> just listen to the Lil Kim song. Yes. It explains everything. It, it, exactly. But I don't think we treat. The you know the, yes, there's the rom the romantic highfalutin sort of descriptions about love that we write, but we don't we we, we don't treat it and and it's always a, this positive sort of thing. And I think love can also be dark and tragic. And 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 I don't want to like dwell on the tragedy part, but we, but it'd be nice if we could learn the this you know, in a similar way, the language to talk about these things in the way that, you know, we have all learned to talk about grief and loss. But there's the, these, the other thing, uh, another thing. And, and it's incredibly personal for each person. And it's incredibly personal in the relationship of love. Um, I mean, we're all connected and and if you've had these experiences, you know that, I mean, like literally love is like between all of us, whether we can acknowledge it or not. Um, and also love exists in romantic relationships. Love exists so deeply in friendships. Uh, love exists in nuclear families that you're born into. Love exists in nuclear families that you're not born into. Um, and it is... It is the most precious thing that we get to hold in this life. And, and, and we talk about time and time is one of the other most precious things that we hold and yet never hold. Uh, and when you can blend the two of them, love and time, I don't, I don't think that there is a richer life than that. Uh, and so learning the tools to communicate the love that you feel or the love that you hold or the love that is given or the love that you give, uh, is a very important part and love can be messy and love is work and love is grace and love is forgiveness and, and love is exploding. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So 
<laughs> It'd be nice if we could talk about it a bit more in a similar way that you what you just did. Holy shit, I want to stop the podcast right now. And be like, all right, we're done because that is kind of the peak of speed. Set it. Yep. Meow Goodbye. meow. <laughs> But in love is also learning your worth, you know, I mean, uh, and that is, and that is a really difficult process in love. And that was, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause you, we're going to need to have a little short clip for the publicity part of this podcast. Would you just say that again? Love, love, love is learning your worth. Oh, Blair said that to me on one of our runs. Uh-huh. Uh, hobbies, uh, hobbies, crying and running. Hobbies, running. Hobbies, crying. Hobbies, <laughs> hanging with Mish. <laughs> uh, and she said that to me. She was like, "I just wish that you would know your worth." Um, I wish that people knew their worth, and I wish that you knew your worth because I didn't know my own worth for a long time, yeah. and it took this golden-hearted man standing by me through all of that. That was like, open your fucking eyes and heart and see your own worth. You're you're not this person that you see that isn't worth these certain things, or you're not this idiot or whatever word you want to use on whatever particular bad day that you're having like you are worth it all and if and if our time here is to experience the human life which we're all in human form right now if we're listening to this I mean although I will say this I saw Andriana in Salt Lake City who's a witch and absolutely magical and all love and amazing. And then I got in the car and Charlotte looked at me like she just stared right into my eyes. And she was like, fucking finally, like now you get it. You get it, girl. Welcome. Exactly. Late to the game, mom. Exactly. But I believe there she is right there. I know. Now she's all curled up. She's like, I don't have to stress. Now, you know, Yeah. yeah, but I don't think that I could fully experience accepting love. I could give it, but I couldn't accept it until I understood my worth. And I do not understand my worth every single day. That isn't, uh, that's not it. Although there is some part of me that like will get kicked down and get kicked down and get kicked down. And then somehow there's this little fight that's always in there. That's like, no, we're well, done. But, and this is like that, it, but this is the difference between fighting for yourself Yep. And being totally armored up. Yeah. And when you're armored up, yeah. you can't see, you can't receive. It's really beautiful. And you're just behind this thing where it's like it feels safe and it feels okay. But you're not touching. I mean, it's the same thing as like you can't touch the high without the low. Yes. And the sadness will absolutely be there. Yes. But the love and the worth and the gold, the golden orbs. Yep, the golden orbs. All of it. I mean, Wait, that's... the sadness is always going to show up 100 percent. that's my experience yeah that's how i understand that's my human experience so far <laughs> Earth school. Shit, i never <laughs> noticed that before yeah. oh mark, mark white <laughs> never noticed the sadness <laughs> <laughs> but i mean about it, it's I a mean, good reminder never in the daylight <laughs> bullshit <laughs> it's a it's a, but this is things these are things that like we don't we don't remember when we're in it <laughs> yeah we yeah. can't, yeah. you know, no, and when you're armored, it. you don't yeah. see that you are. I yes. mean, the, the amount of times that somebody will ask you, how I are love you feeling that. right now? And you'll have no words or no mm-hmm. sort of idea or a dictation <laughs> of like, I actually have no idea what this feeling is because I don't want to touch it and it's scary. And mm-hmm. it feels like 
if I touch it, it's going to be a dam that's going to open. It's going to overwhelm me and I'm not going to be able to handle it and I'm going to break. But oftentimes, breaking is exactly oh just, what needs to happen. Just break. Just break. Just break. Just break. Just break. And, and, oh my goodness. Okay. So, ping pong. So, Mish was terrified to listen to Marks in my first podcast, oh my God, right? Like she was so like funny. she's like terrified to listen to Well, Blair podcast. was like it kind of brought me back into things and I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not going to listen." I'm oh yeah. I didn't realize that <laughs> going back there and sharing it, it it made me feel like a river with tributaries to an infinite amount of people. Well, and everything is spiraling, right? Yes. Healing is spiraling. Yeah. Growing is spiraling, death is spiraling, every we all the way down to our DNA. Yes. We spiral. We're yeah, humans. Exactly. Healing is not linear. Nothing is linear. Time, every everything, yeah. right? Fuck lines. Yeah. Fuck lines, fuck numbers. Exactly. And so Misha's like terrified to listen to our podcast. And I had told her, I was like, it did bring me back to like early grief. Like I stopped sleeping. I started sweating again. It's real cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 I'm oh, like, that's fuck. fucking way heavier than the podcast <laughs> exactly. we record. I'm just like, this oh, is how so, I operate. All right, so you had Full the opportunity send. to go Full to the send. six foot section of the pool, but you went to the 15 foot yeah. section she, and there was no fucking water. No she water did, wings. She did classic <laughs> arms back head dive. Head dive. Yeah. Holy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and watching the memorial was like, mm. it was incredible. So, was, this is another thing about grief mm. is that. Your perspective will change because, again, oh, nothing's yeah. linear and it grows and it shrinks and it expands and it shrinks and, and you, you can go see in and, and you, you can go hear out and, and you can. Yeah, it's all. Yep. Yeah. So the perspective of the memorial when you're in it, I mean, everybody it's, will ask us, like, how did you guys do that? And it's like, well, we had to. We had to. It's a responsibility. It's a God responsibility. It's oh, my God. God bless you all. It's a responsibility and it's an honor. Like like yes. this incredible human existed and I and I have been to so many memorials where they didn't honor the person. It just became it becomes churchy. It becomes or a something. churchy. It becomes yeah. someone else's um work work or, or, or power play or trying it's to get like money. a rehearsed yeah. ritual and it, and it and it takes away any of the honor for the individual connections and relationship and love and loss that happened between the person that died and every single fucking person that's in that room that loves and cares about that person yeah and so i made it my mission and then, so what you're saying is then the fucking the interpreter yes the church steps yep. in yep. as says some shit and tries to characterize it in a way that's absolutely not human yes and right. is based in control of humans yes instead of allowing humans to be human 100% and that is the antithesis of what i wanted to happen for it's travis the antithesis of travis yes exactly and and travis and his love is so big it's so big we had to project it onto the sidewalk because people couldn't come in because of the fire code. This yeah. was pre-pandemic, yes. so it was like legit overflowing. Oh, yeah. So and many the, humans. And the, and the thing is, like, the, the fact that you can go back to this event that had been recorded mm. and have a different relationship yeah. to that recording over time. It's like yeah. it, it was like the first time that I watched it, all I could do was watch your speech. Yep. And then... The second time I, I, you know, then I could get to the point where the, uh, I guess the county sheriff. Oh yeah. Spoke. Yep. Like, holy shit. That dude like 
put it out there. He put it out. As, I mean, a, as a human being, which you wouldn't normally, you're just like, he's a fucking cop, and there's no right. way. And then, but he was so human. He was so and human. And then the next time I watched it, and then I realized, like, fuck, that's the song she was trying to find. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, him. I'm going to find the best version of this song that I can find. Again, like, so, like, you're, like, uh, <laughs> like, your universe is fucking shredded. And you're shredded in this human experience. And yet you, ha- you, you don't have to. You get to put a memorial together for someone that this community, and by this community, Earth School, again, it is, it is Montana and it is Bozeman and it extends further than that. I mean, people from all over came to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And people from all over right here did so much work to make it such an exceptional service. And it was a service and it was an offering and it was an honoring because of every single human being that was there. Everybody showed up with heart. Everyone showed up with such beautiful heart. And part of part, one microscopic part of the infinite things that are going on. I mean, we did, we put this memorial together in less than a week and then we had it eight days after uh, Travis had died. And one of these things were, um, Travis said to me throughout our relationship, if anything happens to me, play this song. And I wrote it down in my old phone, but my old phone like crashed and died and I didn't, hadn't written it down in my new phone, which I'd gotten for our wedding. And so I was like, ah, where the fuck is this song? What, what song the, is what it? What song yeah. is this? Yeah. And so I was listening to death metal like for five days straight. And you know, is this it? Yeah. And so then I see this song and I was like, oh my God, this is it. Say fuck the censors and the people who might want a piece of this. I mean, for a walking out song that at was, the end of the mm-hmm. service. So finally, we found the song, which is "Bro Him" by Pennywise, which now I'll never forget. Obviously, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> like like talk to your people, know what they want. Yeah, you know? yeah. and we found yeah, if that they say one, if they say they want to be shot out of a cannon. Fucking do it. Which you always <laughs> joke about. Mortgage your house. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's Hunter Thompson. He wanted to be yes. shot out of a cannon. Yes. They fucking did it. Yeah. Johnny Depp made it happen. That's beautiful. After the sort of, yeah. That's beautiful. Document everything. <laughs> okay. But, and circling to what we heard that day and what I hear now. Uh, and Misha and I have talked about this a lot. I made it my mission to be able to say what I needed to say to honor my husband who I was fortunate enough to love in this life and be loved by. And that was one of my number one goals for the memorial. And then every other person that spoke or sang as part of the memorial arrived in such beautiful, heartfelt ways. And one part of it was 
The day of, I could hear my friend and person that I love very much, Britain, talk about Travis. And the day of the memorial, I was upset because he brought his religion into how he spoke. And then I wasn't able to listen to the memorial for a while, but maybe eight months later, I listened to these words that I had heard. They were not spoken in this way. I heard them in a certain way, and Mm -hmm. that's on me. Uh, And then I was able to listen and hear these words in a different way. And I heard one of the greatest advocates in Travis's life and this person that saw him in this great totality and and was able to say that the only thing that you needed around Travis was need because Travis was so intuitive and so heartfelt that if you had a need within you, he would do whatever he could to help you with that need that you had. And I wasn't able to hear that at the time of the memorial. One, I was pissed at the fucking universe. Uh, so yeah, we were fired that <laughs> yeah, day. Exactly. We were fired. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, um, Sometimes we can hear things and sometimes we can't. Right. And what a gift in my life. I hadn't thought about recording Travis's memorial. No, um, thank you, Ryan. Oh, Holy my goodness. Shit. Yeah, Ryan Holm, my um, dear friend here, didn't check he in. He just showed up he just and was showed like, me. Misha, I want to do this. Yeah. Where should I go? And is such, it is such a tremendous gift in my such life. Such a gift. Because I have watched that memorial endless times because I love to hear yeah, people. Yeah, Blair just casually will listen to it on runs. <laughs> yeah, I listen to the memorial on runs. <laughs> Because I, I listen love to it driving sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because to Journey. listen, because yeah. I mean, you spoke about our ability to speak of love and, and, at, and at Travis's memorial, we are, we are honoring him. We are experiencing his loss, but we are speaking of love and every single person that stood on that stage spoke in a beautiful way about how much they loved this person that loved infinitely and through whatever i mean and britain brings his religion he, sort be, of to it but because that's, that's his his heart that's, that's his access to the world exactly. that's like a, the, the 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 sort of filter that sits you know around and uh and we all we all have our religions formal or not our filters mm, our lenses we experience the world through yes and yeah it's maybe you know his wasn't yours at that time yes and and it got in the way of you hearing what he was truly said and right well the the first time or the second time that i saw watch the memorial and i said oh my god who was that kid who spoke about you were like because it's so beautiful mad at him because he brought his god and it's not my god it wasn't travis's god but and and then i could hear the heart of it but you could hear the heart of it eventually and And this is why when you're in grief yeah give yourself and everyone's so <laughs> much fucking grace. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Because what is what happens in the immediate afterwards um, may not be your immediate, you know, and, and but eventually, thank God again, and that was recorded. So mm-hmm. the, so what that, a gift. What a gift. What oh a gift. Goodness. And I think about like how much I want to share the heart of Travis. Well, you know, with the entire world. Um, but specifically, especially with Eloise and Hayes, who yeah. lost their uncle that they love so much, uh, who is such a special part of their lives at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And, and, and especially Eloise, because she was a little bit older. Like, this is a person that she loves so dearly and who loved her so dearly. And the ability that as she ages, she can watch this memorial of this person that 
she loves and loves her and understand what a beautiful person of oh, the impact yes and to yes and to, and to be able to see the impact that he had on other human beings yes. huge not just Exactly. And hazy. And yes. Although it's a tremendous close. impact right I mean, there. The <laughs> I, mean, yeah. 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 I mean, who else will pencil dive into a freezing cold pool with you besides Uncle Trav, who's like, finally, I'm cool in this earth. <laughs> I am hot all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know is the... The host, I'm supposed to continue the conversation, but <laughs> fuck. I know. Yeah, it's big. I, didn't, I don't think we we're going to quite get, Well, I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously. I didn't I mean, know never did. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, now That's I get a... to be part of this. Yeah. Yeah. You always were, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was up. Uh, at the altar today, the mm-hmm. local altar, not the high on Baldy altar. Yes. Um, because I had to clean up some of the mess that the cats. Oh my God, made. I love you. <laughs> so I had to pick up some photos off the floor and that sort of thing. And I'm looking at this little box and I see a twitching sticker and I see the defend analog or defend autonomy sticker, which mm-hmm. is on there. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn. It's so well, braided to use Blair's words. It is. It's so yeah. braided. And, mm-hmm. and, and so part of that is, uh, I mean, Travis started climbing when he was 18 years old and found Kiss or Kill pretty quickly. And, and, and Travis was um, very much of the mindset that if you have an interest in something, then it's your personal responsibility to know the history of it. Let's circle back to the beginning of this conversation. And so he... he treasured climbing history and he i mean we have so many books here that are climbing history oh my god it's extraordinary it's so extraordinary i mean and so a part of this is i mean travis's first gift to me was forget me not by jenny loanker i mean i love her so much but the um braid of Of losing um, your person of losing your partner and again and of being a dear friend in a way when we were we were speaking earlier about how things change so dramatically so radically um when someone dies and someone who's a part of a community someone who has shaped other people someone who's inspired other people and oh yes and and how it changes everybody that they've touched. And sometimes people expand after a loss and sometimes they constrict. Yes. And what we talk about the specialness of Bozeman and part of the specialness of this community is the harsh conditions and how we look out for one another. The other, another, but not the how, other, another. How, how the harsh conditions sort of um, compel you to look out for one another. Yes. In, in, and another difficult thing and beautiful thing about this community is it attracts a certain type of spirit and a certain type of spirit runs into the mountains, uh, to just be there and to experience what is there. And another type of person runs into the mountains to save those. Yes. And, and because of this, this community loses incredible people and those losses have profoundly impacted this community. Losing Alex Lowe and this community, the ripple 
is so big and so strong to this day to this day 1999 it changed and impacted this place and the people that live here and it reminds the people that live here to look after one another to tell one another that they love each other and it creates it helps create a certain type of person and so when we talk about um people coming here this is part of the loss that we are talking about is the type of person that knows love and loss in this type of sense. And I don't have a list. Yeah. I mean, I have a list, but I have a local list. Yeah. Um, Because certainly there were people that were a big part of this community who passed before Alex passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Alex is, Alex changed the landscape and he changed the landscape in, a, in not only just here, but in a very far reaching way. Big time. And then I, you know, sort of think more recently and I'll just say Justin and Hayden yeah. and Inga. Inga. Yeah. And then Travis. Yeah. And, and, and this is something that I think is, is super important when you arrive in a community from somewhere else is to understand, to try to learn and understand that history. Even if you weren't part of it, it's just like, yeah, you walk down Main Street and there are reminders of these people. Yes. And you walk past um, these doorways that have led to, you know, experiences, whether it's, you know, it, it's. And that's a responsibility uh, of people that come to a new place. Well, I think it is, but I don't think it they, should be. I don't think they understand it. Oh, I so agree. I don't think and, like they they come and it's just and it's so selfish in a way mm-hmm. that they that, that that it is not a given that like hey I want to arrive here and I want to arrive. I mean, like and, my first arrival in Chamonix was like in full respect of the history because I had learned it before I went there. Mm. And then I was welcomed by people because I understood that. Of course. And it was the only way to, to, to become a part of that community for as long as I was a part of that community was because I came with an open heart and open mind and, and, the, and the work that I had done in the past to learn about it. It's such a special way to walk into a community and the fact that like this community drew me here. I knew it was my responsibility to learn about it. It's also like if you international travel and you take some time to learn a little bit about the language. Oh, how, thanks Yellowstone. How, Everybody coming to Bozeman that literally doesn't leave Main Street. Uh, uh, and and so that was part of the reason of Travis giving me the book Forget Me Not. I moved here 13 years ago. Um, we fortunately started a relationship very quickly after me moving here and he said if you're going to live here this is your responsibility to know and so you need to read this book this is the history that is here and that's how he presented that book to me and 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 fortunately I had a guide that taught me that lesson um and it was really impactful to me and then I read this beautiful book and this incredible and about these incredible lives uh and I didn't know that these people would become my dear friends yeah yeah I'm going to ping pong. Ping pong away. I think my in- introduction to Mish was through music. I hope so. Yeah. Well, speaking of Alex, and, when oh, yeah. I was and, a kid, I played how... fiddle with Max. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, Jenny has been a huge 
contributor to promoting me yeah. and loving that and and then yeah played my whole life and how did you start how did sort of start because it's because part of the memorial like a big part of the memorial is you and your people establishing the mood with the music big time yeah yeah um it's not always all about getting arrested <laughs> it's not no i mean it's the same spark though you know because <laughs> i didn't come from a family of musicians i was like i want to do this and they were like you're three years old you don't know what you want to do and i was like yes i do yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah hi i've been here before exactly yeah um yeah so wanted to play fiddle and played and um all right let me i gotta make some clarification here so i know that there's a violin and there's a viola and they're different i've got no fucking idea what the difference is between those things what the fuck is a fiddle a fiddle is a violin okay this is like let's put this out to the ethos played here played in a more aggressive doesn't fucking matter like i will interchange those words okay all the time yeah i mean and and this to, to me, it's just like, oh, I'd like to be correct when I talk about... Oh, yeah. Well, if thing. anybody like tries that. to correct you, so them, tell them to suck your dick once again. <laughs> uh, because they are the same thing. <laughs> and I've had people, like, yell at me about this. Put it in your neck. I'm like, okay, well... Put your fingers you... on the strings and drag that fucking thing across it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. Um, yeah. Getting to play at Trav's Memorial was huge. Again, you think about like not, I mean, I sang at my grandpa's funeral too. And you think about not being able to do something and not being able to like use your voice. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how we did that. How did we do that? We had to, we had to, we had to. Um, and it's such a gift to have done it now. And it's such a blur to have done it then. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened that day yeah. or how I was feeling or whatever. I know when the boys walked on the stage, I had to close my eyes or I was like, well, this is where it ends, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, music is yeah. like, um, it's another language. It's another gift. It it's another, it's another way that you share your soul with the world and Trav and I shared that mm-hmm. um, from him building his own mandolin and playing music um, casually with me um, and just knowing each other for so long and advocating for me the same way that Blair always advocates for me now big time in my music um, and the way that it's evolved in the same way that Blair's writing has evolved mm-hmm. and Blair's sharing has evolved and Blair's photography has evolved Um and I think that in a lot of, you know, Blair and I talk about being sisters in so many different ways, but um, the way that Blair would see things and shoot it on a, like, shitty iPhone way back in the day. Yeah. And be like, you don't see that? <laughs> I mean, I think it's like the same thing as, like, yes, the way that I'll create with sound or yoga or whatever else and Very be like, so. oh, it's, it's just, it comes out, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's your way of communicating your experience or relating with the world yeah and it's easy to be casual with because it, it just is right. this is just how i am right while we all stand in awe of it 
Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. One hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um Well, ping pong. Ping, ping pong. pong. Man, go. ping pong champ, Forrest Fuck. Gump let's, here. Let's fucking go COVID. Oh yeah, let's do. Oh, yeah. Let's just let's say uh you guys do this. I'm gonna pee my pants right oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh, well please do that elsewhere. <laughs> um and while you're elsewhere, uh Legit. open that other bottle. Oh, I think we already drank it. No, there's there's more. Oh, there's plenty. That's hilarious. <laughs> no one is surprised. No. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Gotta be prepared. Yeah, exactly. Pepper light over here. That is pepper light. Um Holy shit. You two have been on quite a journey together. Oh man, who knows how many times. But this lifetime especially. You know, it's really incredible. Because, you know, I met Travis 13 years ago when I first moved here and he was friends with someone and he like met his friend's girlfriend and it was Mish and uh, Travis immediately like, oh God, you and Blair. And uh, (laughs) it's like, he's like, I just met your new best friend. He just knew he did this in my life, you know? And uh, he made sure that Mish and I were together. And as soon as we started hanging out, uh, or like, oh yeah, this is so naturally clear and important, and exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it uh, and it started with music and running. I'd get to hear Mish play, or we'd be out drinking, and someone would be playing for music, and I'd be like, "Hey, can she play your fiddle for a little while?" <laughs> and then she would play significantly <laughs> better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all have a, a yeah, little asshole part of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just talking. Well, he's like, or Mark was like, um, well, it seems like you, you know, you and Misha have always been connected. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Travis met Misha and was like, oh, yeah, you and Blair immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that it started with running and music. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we met so long ago at a point in my life where I was incredibly armored. Yeah. Yeah just because of the time yep. and because of the age and because of the experience, right? Yeah. Where legitimately had a hard time deciphering feelings and knowing what they were. Yeah. Um, and then growing over the years with you as a friend. Yep. Um, but yeah, initially our meeting, it started out with Travis basically being like, you guys are the same. <laughs> Go be psychotic together. Go be crazy together. Which we did. And we... <laughs> We're in the climbing gym. Oh yeah, almost every day. Yeah, for yeah. like a couple of years. Yeah, completely. We would spend hours. I know. In the climbing gym, like hours in the climbing gym. Yeah. Just yeah. being, just putting on top hip hop. Yeah, and Two, putting on as hip-hop. much fifty cent as possible. Exactly. <laughs> in the local climbing gym. Yeah. That was so good. It was such a good time. And that was how we like really started to hang out. And then it just got deeper and deeper and deeper to where eventually Blair coached me. Yes. For my first half marathon. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I had no idea what I was doing. I'd always run, but didn't always do distance. And you had had a number of injuries. I'd had a number. Yeah. Multiple knee surgeries, you know, whatever. Um, and when I asked you if you would help me, you were so excited. Super And scared. I remember like baby coach speed yeah. was like asking daddy speed yeah. 
like you would like talk to him and be like okay we're gonna do one work or one week we're gonna do a workout where you're like for your like push or whatever long run and your push yep one week will be vert and the next week will be speed because i just don't think we can do like both in one week and like i remember that you would bounce ideas off of your dad yeah exactly yeah and and fortunately in my life uh, I mean, my dad has been a running coach. My dad was a running coach for fucking, I don't know, almost 40 years. And my brother's a running and cycling coach. And so, and they have an incredible base of knowledge. Uh, and so when I, and you've always been an athlete. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, and so when I first started coaching Mish, I would talk things through with my dad pretty regularly and we would like build these programs together. Yeah. 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 So I did my first, half marathon and I got done and I was like 145 147 I don't remember 43 okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I got done and I was like is that good yes (laughs) and you were like oh my god that's amazing yes um and this is still how I am with races though I'll just sign up for them yeah and ask you to coach me and I'll do zero research because I don't want to know yeah exactly and then you'll just get me prepared and I'll just go do it yep and then we see how it goes um but it's been such a journey to... Yeah, that was Misha's, like, first race ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Did I do okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's sort of been that way, like, since, where I just, like, sign up for something, and yeah. I don't know, and people ask me logistics. I'm like, I don't know. Blair's training me. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And you... Um, yeah. I gotta ask, this first half marathon, was it on pavement? It was actually on pavement. It was, yeah. Yeah. What but... I know. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, I did one a few months after that yep. that was trail. Yep. And I was the same exact time. It was hilarious. Yeah. And also that race you did was in March in Montana, which means yeah. you were just training on icy roads. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's training through a Montana winter. Exactly. Yeah. I also had and- influenza A while I ran the race. So I didn't find out until like the day after that my <laughs> exactly. test came or whatever. But yeah, exactly. I mean, also just getting to sort of, you talk about like owning power or finding mm. your power or being seen. Yes. Like being seen is... It's such a thing that I think another like sister thing for you and I, where we just were not seen yes. by so many people that were our caretakers or our people that really, you know, maybe should have seen us more. Completely. And you've given me that so much. Same. And you, exactly. Yep. I just feel like that's another part of our journey with Travis being like, you two. You two. Yeah. You go you be know? weird and see each other. And support each other. Absolutely. And I've learned to come into sport and it's, everything is evolving. Um, And obviously, you know, we've talked about this before, but after the accident, how Blair and I would be like, people would be talking about training for something. And I'd be like, oh, that's so fucking stupid and silly and dumb. You think that's what your worth is like? You think that's what fucking matters here? (laughs) You know? Um, And I was aggressively like anti-sport for a long time. And I, you know, Blair's written about this and it shared this and, and it's evolved so much. Making sport the primary thing. Right. You're, you're so much more than that. And your worth is more than that. And your identity is deeper than that. And when people don't let themselves go there, it's armor. It's, it's it's not honoring sport. Yeah, it's not honoring yeah. themselves. Yeah. It's not honoring sport because it is bigger. And 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 sport 
and I don't know the right word for it if it's even sport because sport's such a shit word. Grief is right. such a shit word. What are all these one syllable words healing. coming from? Blair loves the word healing. Oh, I couldn't hear the word <laughs> healing for a long time. Well, that's how you run, right? You heel toe rather than <laughs> toe toe. That's funny. <laughs> I try to toe toe when I run. Oh my God. Especially I mean, when I men love... tell me how to run uphill. Oh, that's funny. No, no, you want to... Your calves are going to fatigue. Oh, God. I'm glad this story has become part of the public lexicon because it's so fucking beautiful. One of the toughest, most capable human beings that I know who's, I don't know, he's had a a storied history, let's say, but he's very physically capable and has imposed that physical capability on some other human beings who's like... Telling Blair how to run? No, no, that was somebody else. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah, his mistake. Whatever. No, this particular individual was like he was there that day. Who the fuck is she? <laughs> and you were like, "That's her motor. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got exactly. to witness the story." Exactly. There is, I showed be, up. Be better because of it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Blair. Yeah. Mark and I are just talking ambivalently. Everybody's <laughs> like, "What the fuck? What are they talking about?" The story there is. Mark and I were in Park City for a little get together and we're at dinner and they're like, hey, we're going to go run. What is that thing called? Well, it's I don't, it's up the ski jump hill okay. that was there for the 2002 Olympics. Yep. So where they had the ski flying thing and the, I guess is what that's called. But there's like a stairway up yep. the side of it and a little trail a, to run down. And um, a group running. of great athletes gets together. I don't know how often. 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 Plenty often. Plenty often. Yeah. And they and they run laps there in the morning. And, and I knew that our... Dinner was going to go late, and they're like, we're going to get up at 5 a.m., and we're going to be there by 6. Do you want to come? And I'm like, I can't say no to this. I mean, my opportunity to express myself. (laughs) Yeah, but she was probably like, meh, okay. I might see you there. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to want to wake up. Like, we're going to have some wine. We have a hotel. I don't know what's going to happen. And so then, like, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. I'm like, pink, all right, time to get ready. Sneaky crush, here I come. (laughs) Get it on. (laughs) And so, you know, I have my coffee, and I show up, and I'm like, like, we end up talking, and I'm trying to tell them, like, about how I'm half Travis, and they don't really believe me. And I'm like, okay, well, you just haven't experienced yet, but that's cute. (laughs) And so... (laughs) To to quote Lizard, it's easy to be good at things when you're two people. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So we show up, and, you know... At different points in my life, I, I look like an athlete. And sometimes I don't necessarily always look as as strong of an athlete that I am. And that would be your own perception. And that would keep, be my own keep, perception. But keep going. Completely. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so I arrive and these and this one gentleman is like, okay, so as you run Was up- it Hobie? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember, honestly. Uh, Hobie's, in, he's, Hobie's been on the podcast. No, I don't think it was Hobie. And Polly, who we I, all, think it was I also Polly. talked about, has been on the podcast yeah. as well. Was, and he was so sweet, but he's mansplaining to me before the run, which is... So, but but in a he, super cool way, because not in, he Polly doesn't, is fucking amazing yes, 100%. and sensitive and a, an incredible human And he being. doesn't mean it condescending, although no. he's making an assumption that no, I don't I'm, know I'm how sure to run up I'm sure it's Toby because, because Polly <laughs> is, had his shit handed to him that... Polly, who started, did the first lap with a vest. Okay. And then took it off. Okay. Well, so I was there. Was Hobie, so I think it was terrain. Polly. <laughs> okay. Thank you for stopping me mansplaining. <laughs> yes. It's it's a layered mansplaining that's happening right now. <sighs> and Damn, so... I'm just going to shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> and so 
uh, he was like, okay, as you run up, you're going to be on your toes more, but your calves are going to fatigue. And so occasionally you're going to want to like go step up flat foot. And I was like, oh, okay. I can just see your face. Like, <laughs> mm, oh, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Everyone takes off and I'm immediately like, they're not going to maintain this pace. You're like, that's whole, silly. That's cute. And so then like a minute passes, like literally not even that long, you know, and we're like running up and then I just start catching people and then I'm like, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Good job. And people are like, <gasps> Good job. Awesome work. Great job. Awesome. She's fucking done this on Baldy multiple times <laughs> where she'll just be like, I'll be like, God damn it. Speed. She'll just take off and she'll just be like, burp, 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 like telling me a story about like her fucking breakfast or something. So but, I just but casually not, like not sprinting concerned about uphill. how many calories her breakfast had. No, don't That's jump all. stories, man. Don't jump stories. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And so wait, so we get to the top and then I start filming them as they're running up behind me and I'm cheering for them. And then as we get, then I'd like take off for the next lap. Were you like and, on the way down your quads might fatigue? No, so. I didn't give them any pointers. <laughs> <laughs> when you're running downhill. <laughs> so so we do a couple of laps and then we do sprints at the top at the end. It's an hour to do as many laps as possible. And I run up mountains all the time. So this is just like a really fun experience for me. And I love cheerleading. I probably should have been one. And so I'm like cheering for everybody. And then my favorite was like, we get done. And this man is like totally splayed out at the top, just like soaking in sweat. And he just barely sits up and he just goes, who the fuck are you? And I was like, ha! Ah! Casually crushing. Yes. That's, that's the MO. He showed up last night. We had dinner. We drank some wine. Exactly. And I made you all my bitches this morning. Yeah. As Mark says, she's got a motor. Exactly. Like I've never seen. Yeah. Thanks, team. Yeah, <laughs> that was like one of the most glorious things was the text was... I received from Polly after afterwards. It was just like, who the fuck is she? Is she? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just hanging on for dear life, man. <laughs> I <There> mean, you <laughs> if you can like arrive on a day that you get mansplained, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. 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 You had to. Exactly. I was like, oh, crack my neck. All right. This needs to happen today. <laughs> You can just turn it on when you have to. If you, and when you do. Yeah. If you have to, you just do. I mean, yeah. I'm not talking about proverbial you. I'm talking about Blair Speed you. <laughs> I love it. But okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. But I also think, um, and, and part of that is, is, as you said, you know, being Blavis. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, and it's intention, right? Yeah. So if you arrive at something with the intention that, like, I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, go for it. It's probably going to explode. Then and you're, you're going to not do well. Probably not. Yeah. 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 And if you arrive with, like, I'm here to, like, have this collective pick me up with everyone. Yes. Including myself. Yes. Like, I'm not going to put myself down. No. But, like, let's do this together, team. Like, yeah, yeah team. Let's you go know? have an experience. Let's go share an experience. Yeah. 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 Then yeah, you'll probably fucking fly. Yeah. One of my like in relatively recent times was uh, when you two went over to Big Sky and did the big run, and I mean, it was like a tail. It was it was before mm, the, mm-hmm. it was before the rut last year. We got year. our our green rocks. Oh yes, and you're just like yeah, we're doing this thing. We're yeah, doing this and it's fucking amazing and blah 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 and you know and I'm like. Fucking we called you on the top. We did. Yes, yeah. yep. you did. Exactly. Yep. And I'm just like, this is so fucking rad because they're not making a big deal 
out of this day, which is kind of a big deal. I love that. And it's so and much fun. It's so... No, it's, you're just out having fun. And so there is no deal. Yes. And it's freedom. And and to me, that's true freedom yeah. because there isn't this expectation of what it's supposed to look like. And it's, and it's not needing someone else's approval or disapproval. And it's you're just, not thinking about what it's going to look like after the fact. No, who cares? Which is a big, no. you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or um, what it's even oh. going to look like during. I mean, yeah. I came up with this loop in the Bridgers. It was like Blair. I want to do this. Oh my God. Let's do it together. Oh my God. This was the summer that I broke my hand where I just like overtrained and was insane. Was this Wait, COVID you... summer? Was this COVID summer? It, it must have right, been. It was yeah. right after that, right? Well, because it, it, it had been because Travis died in 2019 and this must have been 2020. Must have been. Because the fire happened that year. Yep. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I tell Blair, I'm like, Hey, I want to do this loop in the Bridgers. I think it's going to be like 13 miles ish. Cool. I have no idea. She's like, okay, that sounds let's great. Do it. So we start this run. We find a fire. Yeah, we find a forest fire. We find a forest fire, like a holdover lightning strike, which is the same thing that burned the Bridgers. Yeah. This is a couple months, months later. before that. Yeah, happened. exactly. Yep. Okay. So, so we call Jen. Yep. And she yeah. tells her husband James Ray, forest fire, yeah, master for the Forest Service, and, and they he, go in and handle it. And he and we were expecting a parade for that. But James we never said got we one. were going to get a parade for saving the Bridgers. Unfortunately, we were able. We were not able to stop it's the fire COVID, four probably. months later, or two months exactly. later, yeah. when it because we weren't the up there. We know, weren't whatever. on a run then. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Buzzman. sorry, team. Yeah. They, they they put the uh, it's a it's a parade at the end of the year, right? Like I hope so. We never got kind of one. Thing. He said yeah. that he was going to make a parade happen for us. I'm, I mean, we need one anyways. Exactly, even if it's minutes. I just little yeah, miniature, like, going sitting on the <laughs> with one block long. But I just want to exactly. see it on like a main street on the float, like doing that weird wave. Oh, I thought we got to sit on the sides and watch the parade. I thought that's how that worked. I didn't know that we'd have to be in it. Oh yeah, maybe like oh. hey, these then we don't want then we don't want one. Yeah, if we have the ladies that save the no, forest. we wanted it. We wanted a parade just to honor us, not okay. to be in it. Yeah, okay, exactly. You'd be like somewhere else. Completely. We'd be watching it from the balcony with our uh, monocles, monocles, uh, monocle, Mon- monocles. Eight, eight, no, it'd be one monocle <laughs> bis- because the mono sours or whatever. <laughs> what if you had two? I like your style. Yeah, monocle whiskey sour. We're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or. Pisco sour. Pisco is that Travis loved yes. Pisco so sour. We got drunk on those when we were in Salt Lake. Speaking of the day drinking, but anyways, put a pin in this. Wait, oh, yes, yes, yes. Back. Circle okay. back. Back. Pika, pika, pika. Keep us somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this run. We find a forest fire. We put that save, out. We save the bridgers yep. before they burned. Yep. But it would have been worse if it had started there. From there, was, that would have been really bad. It was really rugged, and nobody would have seen it. And it was. Yeah, it was on the east side. It yes. was it was intense. So yeah. so I'm like Blair. I think this is how far we're gonna go. It ended up being like 22 miles, yes. not like 13. Yes. We were out of water. Hell, I was gonna guess 23. Yeah, word, yeah. word, yeah, word. Yeah. yeah, this is this is what I always tell people when they ask me what the mileage is for a trail run. I'm like, you don't want to ask me. I've I fucked mean, like, myself and Blair more so than many you times. think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You'll probably run out of water. And you won't have water or food. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. No, not at all. Yeah, but it'll be awesome. But, but is that the experience you're looking for? Always. But this I is part of it, right? Yeah. It. And yeah. this is a sport, for lack of your word. <laughs> yes. That is a sport. That is a sport. To have that experience. Oh, it's a, an incredible experience. Yeah, so running in COVID, we um, yeah. we got locked down. Yep. And we, had, we were very serious about it yep. before vaccine and before anything else. So we had our COVID bubble. Yep. 
and our COVID bubble was us. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we would have dinner together every night. Yep. Yeah. And we would train and, every day. And yeah. not so Allie and Alicia, they weren't part of the bubble yet. No, Alicia had actually been traveling. Yep. Early oh, on. So, so she's a pestilent carrier. Exactly. She needs to be on her own. Yep. For at least 14 days. Yep. Or yep. 27. Yeah, or, she yeah. Was, it was oh, like, I mean, at the time, know. it was 36 days. No one yeah, knew. No, no, no one knew. We didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. Stay uh, 20, 29 yeah. feet apart. It's yeah. a fine yeah. number. It's cool. So early, early on, it was, I would just go over to Misha and Jorge's. As time went on, then, I mean, Allison and Christopher are my next door neighbors, and Alicia yeah. and Dan are two houses down. And so then that was, of course, part of. But there was a long time where yeah. we didn't see anybody else. Yeah. So we would ski Bear Canyon. Yep. Up the, from my house, yep. you know, yep. and then we would just train in home gym yep. and then we would go do these crazy, stupid runs and we were trying to come but up with... But you were wearing masks, right? No. Wait, what? <laughs> Not how... Everyone just looks at Mark. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> Wait, uh, you, you didn't like... Go to sleep at night. Oh, I mean, by we, no, we were wearing well, here's a mask. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. To keep from killing grandpa. But Mark, give everybody grace again. No, right? I'm, yes. I, okay. Give the grace. God damn it. And initially, grace. we were I'm, we were scared to go go to the grocery. So oh, it yes. would be like I, one of us would do a grocery run yep. for everybody. No, I had three weeks like that, or a month, or whatever myself for sure. Yeah, no, I and was time, fully in it, it again. One of the time, because like, you don't know, and you're just like, <gasps> oh, of oh, course, we didn't know. Well, what? Yeah. Gonna, the politicians are not going to respect this. They're going to die. And then I'm going to step in and I'm going to give speeches <laughs> and I'm going to take <laughs> fucking That's how over. you saw it. I just saw it as yeah, like, well, much. I'm going to get some sort of lung infection and be dead. So I need to be careful. No, I want to. Uh, I, <laughs> I was, just thought I was, of it as this. <sighs> again. I wanted to be on the Capitol right. steps and with the corpses of my enemies before me. And, uh. Yeah. You know, just give some inspirational speech and then have COVID be gone. That was. I wish you could have done that. It would have been awesome. That would have been amazing <laughs> if that would have happened. Yeah, that was one night, maybe. But, you know. In giving people grace <sighs> and in walking Woosh. through an incredible part of our human history and navigating human behavior in it. Yeah. One thing that Misha and I found was just training because it gave structure to our day. So this yeah. is what we would do. Yeah. Here's the, where we they've taken control from us. They, it, whatever. This is the thing that we can control. Exactly. And therefore, yeah. this is the thing that we do, which is and really also, beautiful. Because a lot of people thought it was shopping. Oh, yeah. oh that's no. funny. That is funny. <laughs> that didn't even occur. <laughs> of course it didn't occur. Also know that I mean, everyone in this Amazon, room Amazon delivers to Bozeman like 10 days after everywhere else. Yeah, none of us are spending money because we weren't making money. Right. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. No, yeah. What? Yeah. You were non-essential? Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you need to take that language on, then you can look at it that way. Am I non-essential? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I, I myself, I kind of defy. Somebody told me I was not my whatever my job was. I don't know what my job is, but there was like you're not essential. I'm like, ah, go fuck yourself. I am way more essential than you, Mister, Mrs. Mouthpiece for yeah. the fucking state. Excuse yeah. me. Please continue. <laughs> I love you. Beep beep boop beep boop beep boop. <laughs> you started training. We started training you, because you were in. Because Not that's only, a thing that like you yes, could do you could, and 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 be separate and be uh, and and know that like hey, 
this is not exposing me anymore to this unknown thing. That's one way of looking at it, yes, and that is a part of it. Another part of it is that it was an enjoyable way to go and exist for a little while in this chaos. And Blair was alone. This yeah. was Blair's first like stretch so alone. Very much so. And that was amplified by the pandemic. Yes. And it was like, fucking team, here we go. Yeah. We're here. Let's do this together, this unknown scary thing that's happening after the worst imaginable thing happening, yeah. which seemed unbelievable yeah. and is still unbelievable to me. I mean, I'll have every day, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so we found direction, I guess. That's what we found. I mean, we found... Or, or okay, so I'll bring up another quote. Yeah by a wonderful female author, Gretel Ehrlich. And she says, true solace is finding none, which is to say that it is everywhere. And so you go out and you share this space and time and experience in the mountains with the people that you love. And there's no fucking solace there, but also for some reason there, there is. is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we have a million one-offs that we still carry all the time. Yeah. We're like, me eating shit almost when I like saw that you were like I can't wait to see like our first Indian paintbrush and then I like almost ate shit being like oh, it's, it's right there it's ping ponged you know, up like, under my foot right yeah, now exactly. and and us like doing a stupid long run and then we're like at the end of it we'll go up baldy oh my god that was a terrible idea it was fucking funny <laughs> oh my god we were like let's go run foothills for fucking we, ever I, yeah and forever. then let's go climb this and mountain. then we were gonna do baldy and we're we're like Halfway at Baldi, we're past the worst parts of Baldi. Yeah, yeah. and this guy is like, "What does he? What does he say?" He says, uh, "Oh, we like see him, and we say that he's cute, or his dog is cute, or something is cute." Yeah, and N- not to him, but no, he was there between yourselves. Yeah, I was like, for sure. No, 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 we I were think we probably said with to him. him. Yeah, because at this point, you know, I mean, Bozeman was pretty locked down, so we. We were sometimes excited to see people. Yeah. I know it's weird for us, but we were sometimes excited (laughs) to see people. And he said, and Blair said something or I said something. And this guy goes, how kind. And we're like fatigued and a little bit delusional. Yeah. And Blair just goes, that's us. That's (laughs) us. We're so kind. Because we're not. (laughs) And then we just lose our shit for a minute. And that's our thing now. We'll be like, that's us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so funny but then we get up like another like maybe 100 yards yeah and somebody goes yeah there's a grizzly bear, bear up there. there we're like all right because it was early run. spring and we're like well i guess this is where we turn guess around this is where we go <laughs> guess we don't have to climb that mountain today exactly but we had a million runs like that oh, where something yeah. incredible happened and, yeah let me just ask you was it someone who knew it actually it was it was a uh, perfect yeah as, as far as we could tell it, it didn't seem like a ridiculous oh, yeah statement. no they weren't stupid she you was know, shaking and, and then, terrifying you know, yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah every yeah. now and then somebody sees like a i mean I was... oh i'm the opposite end of the spectrum where i've seen grizzly bears i sent this video to blair and my dad and i go it's probably a black bear right? it's 100 percent a grizzly bear. they're like no Mish, that was a sour two cubs but yeah. that was a grizzly bear that and was i was like 100 no, percent no, no, no. i'm just telling myself that it was a black bear I and mean... she was just cinnamon colored because i don't want it to be a grizzly bear but he was okay. So I hear you, but like in yeah, in this circle, friend, like in the this is a long time ago. I'm just gonna it's like a get, lab. Let me just. She was in. like, it's a grizzly bear. No, it wasn't a lab. It was a newfie. 
Oh, okay. So well, no, it was actually a bear. But my friend like it's <laughs> like left our campsite, went into the woods to like take a shit, and he's like, oh, he came back. And he's like, holy shit, there's this, there's a Newfoundland over there, like just on its own. I'm like, oh, that's funny. What are you fucking talking about? And so I go look. I'm like. That's, that's a bear, bro. That's not a canine. That's a bear. That's a that's a bear, bro. It's not a canis, whatever. It's Ursus something. That's like, an elkie. Dude, we're fucking out of here. That's later in life. <laughs> dude, don't out me right now. I won't. I won't, man. Dude, don't out me. <laughs> that's my new Mark yeah, Twain T-shirt. Was, dude, don't out me right don't, now. Don't, don't out me right now. now. Might was, be a picture of him walking Catsby like on the w- back. Yes. yes oh my god let's do it can let's we do please? it It'll, we can sell it for hundreds yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no white butthole on that elk <laughs> therefore it's probably a fucking bear that's funny <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah, yeah but well, we, so during covid we had a million runs yeah. where we did <laughs> crazy things these things and we have all these like one-offs and that was how we got through and we did but so of, much home jam. And then yes. think about like the people who made other decisions that were like, oh, let's not Why? let's not do anything. <laughs> uh, like, yes. I mean, no, Why? I, I don't want you to think about it. I'm just like like observing from a little bit further. Like uh, let me zoom out a second because because there was the op- there is there was absolutely the opportunity to do mm. rather than to not do. But sometimes you have to and, not do as well. Well, no, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And and sometimes the not doing is like, if I don't do anything, I won't get hurt. You know, which is, yeah. I think, a lot of the response is like, oh, I won't, I don't want to expose right. myself. Like, to like, I don't want to go to the playground. Sure. I don't want to take my kids to the playground because they might touch the thing, the monkey bars. Actually, they don't right. really exist anymore because somebody hurt their ankle falling off the monkey bars. So now they don't, aren't there. But there's like, weird play shit in the park but that had like crime scene tape all around it like don't fucking touch yeah i'm like well is the fucking are the monkey bars infected well like, but and we, then, didn't and know, then, uh, uh, we didn't know mark we didn't know and people did. were scared and and i was i mean i you know i prepped the shit out of it and i stayed yeah and I, you know encouraged some other people to do some things um like to okay let's let's stay away and then but but it wasn't it wasn't a long time after right, where we when knew. it became absolutely sure. clear that, and I'm not saying it was bullshit. I was, when it became clear that there was a way to navigate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and, and what you did was find a way to navigate. But we didn't know that we were navigating at the time. Of course no, we not, thought we but, were doing nothing yeah, because but, we weren't also working. Yep. And taking care of our homes yep. and our kids yep. and our critters. Hang on, hang on. Look back and make it sound better than it was. Thus, the navigation is easy in reverse. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying is come on, pat yourselves on the back. Oh, no. we don't do that. Yeah. Oh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I tap Blair on the back and she does that for me. Exactly. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I mean, like. Okay, so tap each other on the back, but. But doing rather like the, and, and and all I'm all I'm trying to to to, to I hear you. To, to we were we were moving. We were doing illuminate. You were doing rather than locked down and not doing. And again, 
also, but also with the exact same amount of fear. You're, and what I'm, tra- yeah. I'm trying to, to, to get to okay. is like, the, the, okay, I'm confronted with a situation that I don't understand and it's kind of a scary situation. The response for some people is to go do. Mm. And the response for some others is to not do. And, yeah. and I look, I, and I can, I can have empathy for both. I understand both. I would like society and the human species to have a, have the response that you had I, to the unknown. I, I mean, it, obviously. To, to, to like confront the unknown, go do. Yeah. Even if you, even if at the time it felt like you were doing nothing or you were evading or avoiding or running away from or whatever, um, but it's like, okay, wait, you're confronted by this. You don't want people thing. to be paralyzed. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And yes. And, and, but this is the thing where we have to remember that generally, and I remind myself of this with my uncle that I'm pissed at. I remind myself of this with like yogis that try too hard, yogis that don't try hard enough. I remind myself of this when I'm flipping people off in traffic all the time. That generally, the best assumption to have and and the first time that somebody told me this i was like go fuck yourself but generally the best assumption to have wait, wait, is wait, that wait. i'm sorry go fuck fist or yourself. go fist okay, i mean thank yeah because one you're is impossible right. the other is not you're right um yeah so but generally what we should assume is that people are doing the best they can and or, it well often, as my friend said they just don't know yet but that's the best that they can. Yes. Then. And we yes. know. And hopefully in our lives, we have people that can help guide us in a really beautiful way. Yeah. And, and and part of this experience, one thing that was very helpful to me, besides my community that is here, is I also had a counselor, a therapist mm-hmm. that was really incredible. And when COVID first happened, now all of a sudden my husband is dead my community is stressed out I can't be around them and I also can't go see my counselor that is helping me through this time and and fortunately I I kept seeing her through the fucking computer which is terrible and also then I could tell somebody this is what I did today and it felt like what I did today mattered in the slightest way and so I had one I had this person that I could say this is what I'm going to do and my counselor also said to me as we're navigating this time and trying to figure out what to do and she says Blair you are a very physical person and what is going on in your life right now is incredibly hard and Travis isn't here and now you don't have your work and you don't know how to take care of your family and you're having to do this litigation because because half of everything that you own could be gone. And so in this time that is a shitstorm, one thing that you can do that that has held you in a lot of your life is you can go be physical. So why don't you go run in the mountains with somebody that you love? Or why don't you go train in the home gym? Because these are things that you can do. And I think about this, that, that hopefully in our lives, we will have somebody step in and say what needs to be said to us in the time that we can hear it. And this has happened Mm -hmm. over and over again in my life. And so yes, Misha and I had a really incredible response in in a particular way to this, but it's because somebody was there to help guide us Mm -hmm. because we need to be able to help one another. And this is now why you're sharing. Yes. So much, like you're saying, like hopefully... Somebody else, I mean, not hopefully, definitely somebody else will hear this. Yes. When they need to. Yes. But that's that same hopefulness of like, and it's the same assumption that people are doing the best that they can. It's the same thing of like, 
just go do it. Yes. And, and because we don't know, we don't know. No. We don't know our impact. We don't know our impact. And we also don't know what anyone else's fucking life has looked no. like. We think we know because we've experienced our lives, but we don't know what it was like to wake up into their bed as a child every single day and what happened to them every single day. And we don't know no. what their adolescence was like. And we don't know what their young adulthood was like. We don't know what their parents were like. We don't know what their socioeconomic status was like. We don't know the way people interacted with them or the way that they hear, or they see, or they feel, or, or what they the, smell. What their education was. Yeah. Like what you, what you were introduced to, yeah. you know? Yeah. So then ping pong again ping pong you guys getting the boys and me getting sam and us coming back to joy collectively in a big way because all of us have had so i mean collectively braided together hard stuff and then we've had our own individual pains physical emotional spiritual big time a body of mind all of it and after london died Blair was like, oh, we're getting fucking kidding. Coincident like, with, to. it was just like, it was in the moment we received the news. Right. And then yeah, Blair and I this. were running when London died. And then we came out of the mountains and you got the news from Aaron and you guys left for Salt Lake that night. Oh, that she was sick. Yes. But it yeah. wasn't it that day though? It no. Was, it was, it was, was the, it the next, next morning. No, it was the next morning. It was the next okay. morning. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. But it's like this, time again. Yep. What the fuck? Which doesn't. And then, and then I'm thinking like, okay, when did, because there was a long period of time after Tiny mm-hmm. passed. Was like, Tiny was my dog. Did 17 years? 18. 18. Mm-hmm. And I kept asking Blair. Did Mish get a puppy yet? Did Mish get a puppy yet? Did yeah. Mish get a puppy? And and, and, and you... the time is right when the time is right. Yeah. I just yep. didn't think I was ready. Yeah. And then the world lost London and Blair was like, we need some fucking joy. Yeah. 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 And she found. And, 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 and it boys. was within moments that Odie and Theodore, I mean, it, it, within a couple of hours yeah. Of, yeah. of the news arriving and then we're we at the, were at the we, shelter. We received the news of London dying. And part of the extreme reaction that I had to that was that my dear friend London died and she doesn't get to experience this life in the way that she did. And part of my extremist reaction was understanding a little bit of the pain that Aaron and Michael would go through and, and holding that experience over time from losing my person, um, was very difficult for me to hold because these are two people I love so much and I do not want them to have to experience that pain, even though I know that they do and they are and they will. And, uh, so I had a very extreme reaction uh, to London dying. And then when I was able to get myself together, I like looked at Mark and I was like, I need some fucking kittens. Like life has been so fucking hard for so long. So and, long. and my cat had passed, my own cat had passed away, um, a month before that. Exactly one month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it really, uh, of course. Yeah, exactly. It was the 19th and, of October yeah, when Caspi passed. passed in November. And, yeah. November. And Caspi lived to be 23. He was my little God. And, uh, and he's got the best view right now. I know, totally. Yeah. Thank you, Mish. Yes, he does. Yeah. That <laughs> thank land, you, Montana. Special land. And, and, and I'll say thank you, Jorge, for starting. Starting. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, my God. Hallelujah. Oh. That ground was hard. <laughs> Jorge's like. Holy. Okay. When, when Catsby got sick, Jorge was like, I'm, 
I know. I said Blair asked if she can bury Catsby on the hill, and he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the grave for Blair." Yeah, it was tremendous. Is and he did, and he left the shovel there, and he left the tie-dye, tie-dye scarf, no, scarf His there. Rainier scarf. His Rainier scarf. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and all of it. Which, but... which, I'll have to say now, did not... We didn't bury the Rainier scarf. We saved it. We we buried Catsby in yep. Travis's, puff, you know, his fleece, fleece coat. Yep. And then... And I thought the, I was... Yeah. The, 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 the scarf... Is now the Odie and Theodore's. It's, they snuggle. Really? Oh yeah, they yes. snuggle oh with my it. God, of course, I yes. know exactly. Yeah, it's oh. in. It's and, on the. It's on the bottom shelf in Salt Lake in their little safe room. And yeah, and that's oh, where I they thought curl. that was it. That's where they yeah, go. Yeah. And that's where they curl up. And and I told Mark that between him, me, Catsby, and Charlotte, and London, we had this whole old sage thing down, and we needed some like young vitality and life and silliness and joy and so we were we made it to best friends of utah an hour later i'd found these orange kittens that were (laughs) brothers and i was like this is them and i emailed them i'm I'm like i like i was like mark can we get some kittens meanwhile i'm like pressing send on hi i'd like to adopt these kittens and that's how I got Sam too. Um, exactly. I said yes, right? Oh, well, so we go. <laughs> so Mark and I go to Best Friends of Utah, and you walk in, and there's just so much noise. There's so much noise. Oh, it's barking. Yeah, it's it's humans. It's chaos. And and I I didn't prep Mark as well as I could have for the experience because Mark's a border collie, so he was overwhelmed. He was very overwhelmed. <laughs> we go into the kitten room, and I oh, realize that Mark, Mark is aspy as fuck. Mark is super aspy, but that's what I mean by border collie. Yeah, yeah. Mark is aspy. I don't, like to, I don't like to see myself like a border collie. Yeah, he's Thank aspy, <laughs> and uh, he's a little but overwhelmed. I'll, t- I'll take it, Mish. I'm like, well, if you'd you, known I Tiny, respect. if you'd known Tiny, okay, he would get it. Yeah, and I know that he doesn't he, there's all these people in the kitten room and and i realize that mark thinks that they're interested in getting kittens and mark might lose his kittens and i'm like no they're just volunteers <laughs> oh my God. snuggling the kittens oh and, poor mark and so mark just stays in the corner he's like i can't handle this exactly it will not engage and if, I, if she wants them but somebody else wants them i'll fucking stop them <laughs> exactly no, so mark's guarding the door thinking these volunteers are going to take the kittens <laughs> Those are my boys. That's that's one impression of what might have been going on. Lots of things are going on internally for Mark in this situation. Oh, so much. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, do I just make the decision or like, do I communicate this? And I'm like, like, ready, fire, aim. That's how I like to live. And there's part of me that's going, fuck all these people. I'm going to take. All of these animals. Dogs, iguanas, <laughs> exactly. cats, whatever the fuck is saved. here yeah. like, needs I'm to be save saved. All. Yeah. I'm here. Exactly. And so I'm like, okay. And so we talked about it a little bit. And, <laughs> Mark, I'm like, and, and I'm like, can we? And he's like, all right. <laughs> so... <laughs> And so I'm like, all right, we'll take both. And they're like, okay, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one. Which is fucking crazy. It's so crazy. Which is crazy. And um, and so we come home. BOGO kittens. BOGO kittens You're are BOGO, BOGO for cats. life. Yeah. You're BOGO a life. And they That's were crazy. not meant to be separated, these no, 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 no. Yeah. No, they were not. No. They were not. And, and, and Mark was like, well, if we get one, let's get the orange one. And I was like, well, if we get one, we're getting the orange and white one. So let's get both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking aim. My, the one that I wanted turned out to be the fucking chubby one. <laughs> so good. Tub, tub. 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 Tub, tub
Tub Tub. <laughs> tub Tub is so amazing. He's only called Tub Tub because he likes to eat his food in, in the, the tub. Bathtub. In the tub, okay. exactly. He's Theodore not, eats in the tub. He's not overweight. And he's a little chunk <laughs> or chunk. Or sedentary. He's a little chunk chunk. <laughs> he, can, he looks at shit that he wants to, like Odie jumps on and he looks at it and he's it's like, like yeah, yeah cool. I fucking can't nah. do that. <laughs> so we, adop- we thought about it. No. No. <laughs> we adopted the most adorable kittens and they started doing their work immediately. Immediately. They immediately. Brought, literally, okay, you guys are in Salt Lake. Yep. From afar. Yeah. I'm feeling so much joy yeah. from these kittens. Yeah, they're amazing. Because we'd had so much. So I've had loss of humans. Yep. I've had loss of place. Yep. I've had loss of pets. Yep. I've had loss of relationships. Yep. I've had just like loss, 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 loss like loss, all loss. of us, yep. right? Yep. But I'd yep. had like a season of just a lot and of it. You're talking about the human experience, it sounds like. Absolutely. For, me, for some. Absolutely. Yeah. But it was sort of compressed to a lot of... In a uh, short amount of time. In a short amount uh, of time. A very short yeah. amount of time. Very layered. Wait, short amount of the thing we cannot describe. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was a block, okay. baklava of loss, if you will. Oh, like oh Like a... Like a dessert? Yeah, I know filo dough, and I have done the walnut thing, layer, baking. Mm -hmm. I can't even fucking eat it, and I've done it. I've made it, yeah. Anyways, I've had that much, like, in a short amount of time. You guys get the boys. And from afar. And Tiny had passed. Tiny had passed in August. Yep. Okay, August, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it had been a while. So we had Tiny first, uh... then we had Catsby. Yep. And... And just, I mean, I thought that we would go a long time without wanting to get another dog because it's hard to travel. Yeah. And I'd had other, I mean, you know, we, I, that's a whole nother story of like the family loss stuff. Yeah. But um, then you got the boys and I was like, I felt this thing inside my chest and down in my belly, mm-hmm. up, up in my third eye mm-hmm. and in my whole body. Mm-hmm. That we like to call joy as humans. Squared. And I was so happy from afar just watching the boys and Blair like texting me videos of the boys, seeing them play, so hearing good. them purr. Yep. And then I got Sam. The cutest. The cutest dog. He's ever. so fucking cute. Oh my god. Yeah. It's not, it's unreal. Everybody and that meets you're him right is like, when what? you think about like I don't want anybody to take him. Everyone who meets him is like, I'm going to steal him. And everyone this says that. This is my that. fear. And yeah. I'm like, somebody's going to steal my dog. Yeah. And you're like. So <laughs> and he loves everyone. So he would go with what. He would not be like tiny. Tiny, if somebody tried to steal tiny. Like a stranger would pet tiny on her face. And she would be like, uh, excuse me, that is rude. Did I touch your fucking face? Like, yeah. I don't even know you. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, accurate. Hello? <laughs> Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. God. Very complicated yeah. queen. Yeah. And now I have Sam who is literally like, hi, I love you. Aww. I love everybody. I'm just a love machine. He's but so similar good. to like you not really necessarily com- communicating about it. I just like oh, yeah. was like, ready, fire, aim. I yeah. said yes. And then I was like, here we go. Yeah. And then I remember you telling me. Yeah. Mark being like, did Mish. Oh, yeah. Get a puppy. Because we posted kitten videos. And I was like, yeah, yeah, she did. I did. Yeah, exactly. Woohoo! Like fucking horns. Yes. Well, and I didn't know how much I needed him. Of course. And how much it's lightened my energy. So this is my thing. I'm not telling everybody. Also, Blair and Now you are because we have... I well, don't I'm telling know. everybody that Inf- I like millions of listeners, millions of listeners. I don't know. I mean, but I'm and I'm not saying that that's a solution for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. But I am saying that if you can give them the life that you guys are giving the boys yep. and that I'm giving Sam. And that they give us. And that they give us. Yeah. Let's just huge. fucking do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. I thought that I should wait and like go travel or whatever. And everybody that has seen me since getting Sam is like, you're like Different. energy is light. Like yep. you, you have oh, just yeah. come back to yourself yes completely in a way that i hadn't been for like a couple of years because of all this loss yep and um oh speaking of tub tub holy shit he you just guys, came, he came in down. he's like did you pelican. say food in the tub also, no he said <laughs> pelican case this mm. is also the first time that i've like gotten to really see him because only Odie will come see me i know so exactly no sudden movements i know <laughs> they save us they're oh, so yeah. good and it's yeah. and and you feel like i like i saw somebody on the trail the other day with sam that was like i lost my dog a couple years ago and he just started crying yeah it's like an older guy and was like i had one lost it and i just can't imagine which, which is really interesting because like at a certain point in life people reckon yeah, they, 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 they don't they, want they, they lose a pet and then yes. they don't want to lose another one because yes. it'll be too hard i'm like yeah but think of I mean, th- think of what will happen in the whatever few years you, that you have left. And nothing is certain. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> you know, you might I outlive mean, the dog that you exactly. get. You might not, but hey. Yeah. You know, yeah. people who love you will step in if you don't. And if you have love to give and you have the time and the space, why the fuck not? You know, don't be a coward. Love. That's it. Right there. Don't be a coward <laughs> with any of this. Can with we, the pain, with the joy, with any of it. No, let's you, feel it all. You, you People may, will call you emotional. You're alive. Aren't you yeah. taking this a little too seriously? No, it was my fucking dog, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, or it or, was my whatever. Or it was my yeah. whatever. And this idea of like evading experiences. And I mean, I okay, I wrote a book a while ago. Blah blah blah. Um, and one of the essays in there was about a guy that I met that I realized was going to die young. And I don't, I'm like, I'm going to avoid this relationship with him because I don't want to feel that loss. Because you've had so much. Then, then I ended up having a three-week long relationship with him when I could have had two years and three weeks if I had just had the, right. the courage right. to like commit originally. And I didn't. And then... Two years later, events conspired, if you will, to put us in closer relationship together. And I was just like, holy shit, this is like a really incredible human being. It's yeah. someone who can teach me and someone who I can teach and share with. And then three weeks later, he got killed in the mountains. And I was like, fuck, okay, I'm all in now. Whenever mm. there's an opportunity now, I'm not going to avoid it. I'm not going to try and self-protect. Mm. I'm not going to be like worried about my own pain because fuck it, my own pain's not going to kill me. My own pain might make me kill myself, but the pain itself won't do that. That'll be my decision. And I should just say yes to all of the things. And you're Mark fucking Twight and you've lost so many friends in the mountains and you've been there. And you've experienced primarily, secondarily and tertiarily so much loss because of how connected you are to this community of humans. That of course sometimes you're going to armor and of course, sometimes you're going to be there for it and you're always connected. Like Blair always speaks about braiding and the way that we're connected and we don't get to see and we don't get to know. And the way and this is why we're sitting here tonight 
because of that connectivity and the way that it's all together. And again, giving yourself the same grace and love that you give to the people you care about and knowing that like you armored for that time because you had to, Mm -hmm. and you came back around and you got to experience that. And again, doing the best that we can right now, you know, That's what we do together, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Hobbies. (laughs) Hobbies. Hobbies. Me and Mark just... (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 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 The only connections I regret are the ones I didn't make. Mark Twite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is what it is, right? And we're here for all of it. And when we can't be here for all of it, we're here for some of it. Yeah. And you just have to have the... I'll use the word you used. You have to have the courage to show, you know, to be present mm-hmm. and not hide mm-hmm. and not be afraid mm-hmm. or be afraid and still be- fucking say, yeah. 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 And let it be ugly sometimes. You oh know? God, yeah. Doesn't oh my God. Be- I did that with Travis so many times oh, yeah. where I was feeling insecure Yeah, and I would like act out. Or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. like a fucking kid, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I would act out. Yeah. I would. I would be I, drunk and do something stupid. And Travis would just like have the understanding and grace to just like, yeah, okay, yeah. you're hurting. I see that. Yep. You know. Well, and that's like something that you're hurting. I see that. Let's drink more. <laughs> Some nights. <laughs> Let's get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that my brother and his wife do. That I have like. Uh, it's like a white flag to to raise. Like I it love do- this. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but you have to try. And so if they have something to say, it, it, they'll raise their hands and they go, "Can I say something vulnerable and awkward? Can I say something vulnerable and awkward?" Wait, and that's where you learned that. That's where I learned that from. Well, from- but didn't they say? What did they say? They said, um, "Oh, and the other one was." Do you need support or do you oh, a yeah. solution or support? Yes. Right? And, yep. And so Brent and Kelly will yeah. also say, do you need support or do you need solution? Which is like, do you just need to say and express and be held? Because there's nothing more like fucking obnoxiously unseeing than having somebody just need to express their like hurt or angst or whatever it is and have somebody like do this qualify it yeah or like give you something or come in and go i'm gonna fix this shit exactly Exactly. when there is no solution yes yeah so yeah holy shit yes the difference between support and And solution solution it's huge it's huge it's and beautiful it's so beautiful You yes. can't fix a, this hurt that I'm experiencing. Because sometimes but you just need to be like, hey, it. this fucking sucks. Yeah. And just have somebody validate that it fucking sucks yeah. without being like, okay, so then here's what we do with it. It's like, okay, Mr. Fix-It, go fist yourself. Yeah. We're not no, asking no, for no, that. No, 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 because that's not, that's not always the solution is we're going we're gonna to get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I got the governor turned off. <laughs> Finally, by the not dealership, because those guys were assholes. And wouldn't in the medium off. bitch or in your FJ? Must be FJ. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, and no, the Audi? No. And the Audi? The, the Audi the, so the Audi, when I bought it, was, um, it was it was sold into the U.S. market with all-weather tires. So, it was a, so there was a speed governor at 130 miles an hour. And I was super pissed. And I went back it's and forth. It's far too slow for Mark Twight. Um, so I went back and forth <laughs> with, the, with the dealership. And I'm just like, hey, if I buy Y-rated tires, if I buy like appropriate speed-rated tires, will you fucking unlock this shit? And they're like, no, we can't, and this and that. And I'm like, hey, you all are a bunch of fucking assholes. I will never come here again. And I will tell everybody that I know that your dealership is a fucking piece of shit. 
And then I went down to the alternative place and I got the ECU flashed. They were and immediately like, okay. And then suddenly it would go faster than I was actually willing to go. <laughs> but at least someone wasn't telling you that any but longer. Somebody now you had the freedom to decide to go slower. Exactly. And if I only That's go 120, it doesn't matter because I have the possibility to go 100 and whatever. And now you're going Blair you know. speed. And and now I am for sure going Blair speed. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes Which is real fast. Is the limit. <laughs> and sometimes it's unlimited. But <laughs> But sometimes the solution is like, we're going to go get in the car. I mean, as Trav said to you, we're going to drive until you fucking talk to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're going to drive to you and... Drive and, until that armor falls off, girl. Exactly. exactly. A little, and that could yes. be distance and running out of gas, or that could be speed where you're just like, hey, whoa, I'm going to talk now because I'm super fucking freaked out by like no. how fast the little things by the side it, of the road are going by. It wasn't how fast. It was my fear... It was my fear of not saying the right thing or not delivering it perfectly or not ex- or, or trying to explain myself and not being heard. And your experience of never being seen. Yes. You don't want to share when you've never been seen. And the idea of can I say something vulnerable and awkward is a waving a flag to the person that you're talking about and also to yourself that you don't have to deliver it perfectly. You just have to fucking yeah. try. And you can attempt to communicate. And sometimes you need to be put into a situation where that becomes clear. Yes. Yes. And whatever and that situation fortunately, is. fortunately, then I had a guide to help me. Yes. This is a safe space. Yeah. You can say what you need to say and I will hear it, but you can't run away and not talk to me. And I'm right. And behave. say the wrong fucking thing. Yeah. I had this like experience where um, somebody that kind of knew me was talking to me about Blair and like well how do you like be there for somebody in extreme loss like that without saying the wrong thing and I was like (laughs) you can't you will say the wrong thing absolutely absolutely 100% about 98% of the time you're gonna say the wrong thing but show the fuck up anyway show up and be there and try exactly and fucking try yeah you have to but sometimes we need to be put in situations where we can't not try Yes. By yeah, someone yeah, yeah, who cares yeah, yeah. about yes. us. And yes. that's all. That, and and yes. there, that's Earth what I'm school, saying. Is like it's, it's whatever what? that situation is where you have a guide and that guide is just like, look, I see you. I feel you. Yep. And I also understand that I need to put you in a situation where you are, where all of your armor, all of your resistance, all of your hesitance is gone. Yep. And so this is what we're going to do. Whatever that is. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we need those guides. We need those people. Oh, we need somebody so who, we also need the understanding. who push us, but also cast a safety net beneath us at the same time. Yes. And the understanding that when somebody is in grief, their perception you can't understand. Mm-mm. And your perception of their grief is so unimportant. And the ways that people will judge your grief <laughs> is something that we have learned through this process. Mm. And how people will either arrive for you when you're in grief or they will judge the way that you're processing and they will flee and they will attack you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, the judgment is the thing that's because it's it's like, and Mm -hmm. and the judgment always comes from someone who hasn't been in your shoes. The judgment is always like someone, Oh, I learned my shit from outside and I'm going to give it. And I saw something some comment that somebody made about Aaron who in like two weeks after or three weeks after 
her greatest loss in the world yeah. had engaged in a, in a, on, a, on, a, on a different journey. Yeah. A learning journey, a transformative journey. doesn't matter. It's yeah. her choice. Yeah. And somebody's saying, oh, you lost your daughter and you're posting all this shit about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't have a fucking clue. Okay. Mm-mm. What's your IP address? What computer is tied to? Yeah. Somebody used to come visit you and put a beat down on your fucking face. Yeah. Because you have made a judgment with absolutely no... Well, you've made a judgment in the first place. Which in okay, that period, That's a minor yeah. beating. Yep. And then, you know, created a whole like no idea, idea, which you have yep. no idea, which is then results in ultimately a major beating. Yes. And I think that's, you know, when people come in, you know, we're like, I'm expressing... People, people I'm, think I'm, they know how they would react. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what Whoa. it is. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to like, uh, what do you do? Put a pin in that? Fuck it. Yeah. People think they know how they would react. But mm-hmm. they don't. People think they know how they would react. Oh, People think they know how they would react. Yeah. But they don't know what People, it feels like. But they, but they, they can't. And, but they don't. They can't. They, yes. like, it's not a, yeah. and, and, the, and, Okay, if you think you know how you would react and you remain in isolation with that idea, fucking fantastic. Be quiet. Yeah. Be right. in your fucking the outward place. Of yeah. That. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, you don't need when to pass that into the circle. Broadcasting and recommending. Yeah. Oh, Blair or had people actually attacking her I'm sure. about the way that she was grieving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're not you're not doing it properly. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You're supposed so to wear. People have never uh, experienced not... love or given love at all. <laughs> We're judging the way that Blair was doing this. Yeah. And people will judge yes. your grief. This is like the lesson from watching this from me, like when I'm close to these humans that have experienced huge loss, and I have too, but I, I've never been as judged yeah. as much, um, or, is people or, will judge and they will... Or they'll create a competition about it. They'll, like, they'll like, my grief is more important. Measure than, it. Like, you didn't, like, no, you didn't know him for long enough. Mm-hmm. No, I knew him. Lo- Wait, <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. No names. <laughs> I knew him longer than you did. Therefore, my grief is more important than yours. Exactly. Or right. Or you didn't like. This is how I would handle it. And they're like projecting it onto another person, and you're just like, oh, you just need to, uh, honey bunny, be cool. Yeah. And so Just one of these cool. experiences would be, well, I'll say one of the most beautiful parts of this that I was able to experience, again, is Travis's family. And I, and I think one of the most beautiful parts was the fact that everyone acknowledged that the worst thing had happened to them. To everybody. We all, sure. We all, we all lost the person that was the most important person to us. And, and in, in arriving in that situation, there was no competition. There was no, there was just no. an acknowledgement that everybody was, had gone through this tremendous loss. And so, I mean, honestly, one, so we can combine this, right? So like, there's like a complete lack of awareness or wisdom yeah. in the fact that the estate lawyer that I had at the time was absolutely horrendous and 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 just delivered such terrible advice and words literally didn't know what he was doing didn't know it was absolutely terrible and so at some point at some point i um 
I had to meet with him and I had to meet and with um, Trav's dad. And, and the lawyer says to me, I know you lost your husband, but they lost their son. And I can think of nothing worse than that. And I was like, of course you can't because you've never experienced love. And fortunately for me, this family acknowledges love is love is love. And so they know this is the worst thing that I am going through. And I know that this is the worst thing that they are going through. And the worst thing you've ever experienced is the worst thing you've ever experienced. So like trying to measure that exactly is fucking comical. It's 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 it's, it's or getting it's, into, it's, yeah, it's, getting into it's, that it's, hierarchy, that competition, completely competition in air quotes, but completely. Yeah. And, and so I have this person delivering this this unintelligent, emotionally unavailable, has not experienced a love, and, and then, also failing at his job, <laughs> failing at his <laughs> job <laughs> completely, utterly, and very expensively. Uh, yeah, and uh, and then I and then I have this this family that sees me and supports me. And Travis was my protector. I mean, he handled everything for the entirety of our relationship. His, his, he, he felt like his life mission was to protect me and to provide for me, fortunately. And that's what I received for 10 years. And then he died and he was gone. And, and my you were like, what the fuck is anything? And my protector was gone. And then we entered COVID. And then my way of protecting my family was gone. And so then I'm sitting in this office with this man who has an experienced love. And he's saying these things to me. And he's offering terrible advice. And he looks over at Travis's dad and I, and I realized this on my run actually the other weekend that this was the first experience that I felt protected again after my protector had died. And this lawyer looks at me and he says, he looks at Dan and I and he says, you know, if Blair and Travis had had a family, we wouldn't be dealing with this. And Travis's dad looks him right in the eye and says, they do have a family. And it is the first time in the entirety of this experience that I felt a, a, a bit of a shield or a bit of protection and and so and so here we have two sides of the table we have this man who hasn't experienced these things and he thinks that he knows and he's making these these he has no idea what terrible statements that he's making and what ill advice he's giving and 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 then I also have this other person who's sitting next to me and is and is and is explaining what protection and love is and we had lost the same person, but it was a different relationship. Yeah. Ugh. And this is, again, a million times. Yeah. You can't know what you haven't experienced. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's the title of the podcast. Yeah. You can't know what you haven't experienced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's cool? What? About the world is that you can offer advice about shit you haven't experienced to others. Oh, my God. And also <laughs> to not be twitey about it, to be a little Wait, bright bundle of sunshine. Ooh. You can also offer what you've experienced yes. in the hopes that people will learn from that, 100%. which you've also done a million times and which to, has happened and is why we're here. Wait, to learning. Shut your mouth. To learning <laughs> or to not feeling alone. You'll get arrested you keep talking like that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. But, but it's, yeah, this is, I mean, you can either, you can either arrive when you have these extreme circumstances or you will not arrive. And sometimes your arrival will take some time and it won't look the same for everybody. And sometimes it looks like food delivery. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like shoveling the sidewalk. 
And sometimes it looks like holding somebody while they fall apart. And sometimes it looks like figuring out their fucking E-trade with them. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a million ways <laughs> that you can show up for people. And, and this is what we need to do when there's extreme loss or grief or tragedy for anybody is look at what you know how to like what is the need and what do you know how to do yeah and if what you know how to do is make lasagna then fucking make lasagna <laughs> if what you know how to do is like yeah. help somebody with estate stuff then help them with estate stuff and what you know how to do is like get people a fucking kitten if they want one <laughs> then get them 10 oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess who oh, just showed up Hello. Oh, we moved too fast for him. Yeah. Odie's like, I don't want to get got. I'm here, but I don't want to get got. He's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's, I think that's the answer to the question of what should I do? What can I do mm-hmm. in those circumstances? Is like what, Make it smaller because these things are big. What can I do? Then do, do what you know how to do. Exactly. Make don't it a little and, bit don't smaller. Don't try and become a different person. You're not God. You, you can't do a resurrection because that mm-hmm. what, that's what you need mm-hmm. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't do that. So, so what can you do? Make lasagna. Or whatever If that's what you is, do. You know? Yeah. You know? Or deal with the other stuff. But it, it is... It's like, it's not what you should do. It's what you can do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I think we get stuck on what we should do. It's like, what's the right thing in this situation? I don't know. There's like a, not a thing. There's like a, I mean, there are like, I don't know, 10,000 books about this, but I haven't read them all. So, but what can you do? What are you good? What are you good at? We'll, take, we'll go for a run together. Mm-hmm. If that's a thing, do that thing. If it's making food and or sharing what helped you, you know, share, share a Mark fucking Dwight book. If that helped you share a Blair fucking speed post, like what, you know, whatever you can do that you feel like, Hey, this felt good on my heart. So I'm going to give it to you. I mean, when Roundsy's has shared mm-hmm. that quote recently. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I mean, collaboration is all we have. Forgiveness is all we have and love is all we have. So if you can, do any of that a little bit do it you know nobody owns any of this like (laughs) nobody owns knowledge nobody owns religion Mm -hmm. nobody owns love (laughs) nobody owns art Mm -hmm. and if you feel like you can't share the way that you've created something then you didn't create anything because it needs to be out there you know yeah Now I'm a fucking stay. I feel like we've come down the mountain. I do too. Yeah, this feels about right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mish, thank you. Oh man, thank you, Mish. Wow. I love In you a guys. million ways. In a million <laughs> ways. Over Mainly just being you. And measured by the metric that we. Try not to. <laughs> Our hearts. That one. Yes, that one. Not not the time no. metric, but yeah. over all of it. Yeah. Oh, and thank you, fuck you, for the workout. Oh, yeah. We did work out. Yeah. 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 That wasn't me. That was... That was that Elodie. Was, that was Elodie. Oh, for today. Okay. Elodie thank you, did... fuck you, Elodie. Yeah. 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 Thank you, fuck you, Elodie. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Elodie and Cece were here this past weekend, <laughs> which was amazing. Yes. And they were... Um, 
trying out a workout for the space program. And so they left it up on the board and Elodie's like, or Cece was like, you should do it. I was like, oh God, no, I shouldn't. I was like, Mish, you want to do this? She's like, shit, yeah. So we just did the workout. So we'll just be sitting on the sofa the rest of the couple of days and we won't be standing. Or <laughs> when I get up, I'll be like, thank you. You'll, fuck you, Elodie. You'll stand up and you'll just say, fuck you. Yeah. But with love. Yeah. Exactly. So it's coming to the space program. You're yes. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Good luck. Two days afterwards. Exactly. Yeah.